Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. In the distance, I see a shining light. In the sky, I met the maker when we survived this lovely life. What will begin to make it end when we survive this lovely life? Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. And joining us in the virtual Soul Shack tonight, we are delighted to welcome back to the show Drew Dodson and Tyler Huggins. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Excellent. How are you? Very good. Tyler, welcome back, my friend. Good to be back. Glad to be back with my partner, Drew. Glad to be back with you guys. Let's do this thing. I was going to say, this is a Dynasty Playbook reunion, years in the making. You guys had that show. You were telling us going back to 2015, 2016. So y'all were some of the originals in the Dynasty podcast community, uh, rebooted the show a, a few years ago, and now back together on the IDP show. Drew, what a journey. Yeah, it's been a it's been a blast and we're excited to see, you know, what IDP continues to develop into and become more popular. Yeah, so we famously had uh, Drew on Baba. We were talking about this a little bit before the episode. You and Evan, the young king, had Drew and Alex on one of the preview episodes this past summer. What uh, division did we talk? You remember? I think AFC North and I think Drew, you talked NFC South, right? Because you are a Panthers fan. Saints fan. Saints fan. Okay, I knew it was one of the NFC South squads. So weird year for those Saints IDPs, huh? Am I right? Uh, uh, I was. I, I. I'm excited. Pete Warner got the got the run that he got, but I'm not excited with what we got out of the essentially the entire D line. But Jordan was mm-hmm. eh, all right. He was okay towards the end of the year. Kind of made up for it. But yeah, but Davenport yeah. still, especially, was the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Had maybe his worst years. Gonna <laughs> say wise, like, we bro, almost put Davenport on this list. Addy just cannot quit Marcus Davenport. Forty yeah. percent snap hey, share. The, let it go. Hey, the pressures. They're there though, Drew. <laughs> let it go. You don't have to feel. You don't have to feel pressured to let Marcus Davenport back into your heart after that season. Listen, though. guys, he lost what a pinky or something, half a pinky. <laughs> that takes some time, not just to you know get over physically, mentally, right? That's right. You don't realize how important that pinky is <laughs> to your, to your golf swing, maybe. Oh man, brutal, I'd imagine. Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> and then Tyler, I think we had you on last year around this same time to do a little buy sell hold. So thanks for jumping back on with us, buddy. This is going to be fun to run this back. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be back, man. 
Well, let's jump into it, fellas. We've got a really fun episode for y'all tonight. We are going to do IDP Dynasty Buy, Sell, Hold. We've got 12 players across DL, linebacker, and DB. And we're going to be asking the question, Baba, one of your favorite questions, mm. buy, sell, hold these IDPs. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's the perfect time of year to talk a little buy, sell, hold, right? It is. It's uh, You know, Adam said it towards the end of... Last episode, this is this is some of our favorite times of the year. You know, we've got the metrics, we've got the analytics, we've got the stats, we've got the numbers. We see what we what they did last year. We can kind of speculate a little bit going into the off season. Um, you know, it's hard week four, week six, week eight to kind of figure things out there on from the rest of the season. But towards the end of the season, it's fun to sit back and crack the knuckles and analyze and. Uh, yeah, it should be a good time tonight. Get out the pen and paper sure, and start sure. jotting down some thoughts mm-hmm. manually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you were wanting to do. Drew, I know you've got a notebook full of notes as well. That's that's the way I do things. It's just I it works for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Isn't yeah. there something about writing things out that like you you're cognitively yeah, like Yeah, you, uh, you think about it. I feel more because organized. It, the the mem- the information retains better to the point where I do when I'm doing player breakdowns, I'll use different color pens for it and it's it's made it an entire uh, we're going to send you and, one of those really uh, learn about these, these prospects. We're sending you one of those eight color pens. Drew, there you so go. You can Don't just like get it. rid of all of them. Nah. Uh, he's, gonna, nah. he's like, tried it. We Don't found, like it. We found a good one. Nah. Eddie, I feel like you're just, you're just beautiful mind over here. Everything's in the steel trap. Nothing ever gets written down. Yeah. 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 It's uh that's, Doing that stuff is for the week. (laughs) Making notes is for the week. Says the guy with more notes in our doc than anybody tonight. But uh, speaking of which, we got a lot of guys to talk through. So let's jump right into it, gentlemen. We will tee you up first for your takes on these players. Then we'll kind of give a roundtable discussion on our end. And hopefully by the end of the episode, give the listeners a pretty good idea of whether they should buy, sell, or hold these 12 IDPs. And let's kick things off with the New York Giants. We are talking about an edge rusher that came on strong at the end of the year, Aziz Ojalari for the New York Giants edge 14 and Adams dynasty rankings. He played 49% of the snaps, seven games played five games started. He is a UFA in 2025. He was a second round pick in the 21 draft 11.5 points per game in 2022 up from 9.3 in 2021 graded. Okay. Across the board by PFF. So, Drew, we'll tee you up first here. Aziz Ojalari, buy, sell, hold the Giants edge rusher. I'm buying, especially uh, you look at who is it, Adams rankings. Adams got him at 14. I'm seeing him, his ADP is way closer to like 19, 20, 21, and I'm way more interested at that price. Um, but even at 14, I'd, I'd probably be looking to buy because that entire O-line or D-line is looking better. He had, you know, even on a bad season, he had a good rookie year, which I'm more excited about really than anything he did this year. But he's just he's not shown to be bad yet. And I'm excited just to to get on it because you can get an affordable young D end. And there's just not that many of them nowadays. Yeah, it's well said, Tyler. An exciting young edge rusher who seems to be ascending. You buying, selling or holding Aziz Ojolari? Yeah, I'm I'm riding lockstep with Drew. I mean, you got a young kid. 14, I think, is probably about where he should be, and you're going to get him cheaper than that. Uh, you've got what O'Shane Jimenez, however the hell you say his name. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> on an expiring contract. 
You got yeah. Thibodeau on the other side, who's I think he's going to be a star. Oh, uh, yeah. you got Dexter Lawrence, who is a top what at worst a top five DT in the league at worst. Agreed. Yep. So you've got a uh, you know an ascending defense. We got a kid here who played really well as a rookie. Played well this year before he got hurt. Good pressure rate. Good scores across the board. And you can get him for. I mean, he's basically a nobody on the trade market, right? What are you going to have to pay? He's a, he's a dime piece. He's a throw-in uh, in any kind of deal. So it's a pretty easy buy. If you got him on your roster, hold. You're not going to trade him for anything, you know, worth getting, you know, to replace his potential production. So buy all day. Buy all day, Addy. And I like what Tyler said there, a dime piece. We discussed this when it happened. Bobo threw in Aziz Ojolari in a trade last year. And now that we're switching to true position in our RSO <laughs> league, I am very excited to have Aziz as a defensive end. I love the way that he finished the season it's all day. Buy all day, baby. Yeah, I agree. 13.6% pressure rate this year. Pass rush win rate of 14.7%. Both those are above, above league, league average. Um, league average for p- pressure rate is 112 uh League average for pass rush win rate is 13.6. He was 36 in, uh, in points per game, but he was 10th in points per snap. So, like we mentioned, only 230 snaps, but five and a half sacks over that frame. Uh, just really nice stuff that, you know, you want to continue to see out of out of these young guys. And, and so far, Aziz has delivered. He just got to stay healthy. That's right. Babo, you feel the same way? Whatever, Josh. Bobo's just upset. Continue on with your little Aziz glory play. And I threw him <laughs> in on a deal. That you did. You can yeah, see how angry yeah, yeah. he is, guys. This is this hurts. This cuts deep, I can tell. And DT specifically, do you want Aziz Ojolari or Jeffrey Simmons? DT? DT oh, specific. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. Simmons is a nice Simmons is a one for me. You said Aziz or Simmons. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons or Aziz Ojolari. We've got two chiming in here for Jeffrey Simmons. Well, you said DT specific. I'm just saying, like if, RSO, where you have oh, a DT. Oh, yeah, DT. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely yeah. Simmons. Yeah, sorry. I was just confused there. It's probably Simmons, and if it's if it's like Sleeper, right? DL. What yeah, I'm Simmons regardless so. if it's DT specific or not. Hmm. Yeah. And it's important to mention real infatuation with Simmons. He's just a killer, man. Just a killer. Yeah, he's a monster. I feel like we haven't seen the best of him yet. Yeah, I agree. No, this was a down year for him. Yep. He's about to get paid, too. All these defensive tackles about to get paid, y'all. And, you know, Tennessee, I mean, they were Harold Landry, lost him right out the gate. So, I mean, that that team was just probably reeling all year. They they didn't really have a lot of talent. Bud Dupree, Rashad Weaver. I mean, we were trying to make something out of nothing. For, Linebackers for those guys all in and year. out of the lineup. We'll oh, talk yeah. about a guy coming up here that I hope they bring back, but I don't know if they will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think brighter days ahead, hopefully for the Tennessee defense uh, and Jeffrey Simmons especially. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers edge rusher. Addie's edge 10. It is Joey Bosa, uh, graded Pretty well across the board, uh, 85.8 defensive grade, 88.4 pass rush grade, 165 snaps, which is good for 54%. Five games played, four games started. He's on a five-year, $135 million contract. He's a UFA in 2026 with a potential out in 2024, so he is secure there in L.A., 
10.3 points per game in 2022. That was down from 12.4 in 2021, but he was 12.5 points per game in the games that he started weeks one and two and weeks 17 and 18. So Tyler, I'll cue you up first here on this one. Buy, sell, hold Joey Bosa. I think you're buying or holding. I mean, it's Joey Bosa. I mean, so even at number 10, the bloom's off the rose a little bit with him. The name cachet is still there, but he's not as hot as Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, even Chase Young, who I think he's superior to in every way. Uh, I'm far from a scout by any stretch of the imagination. But going back and look at Joey Bosa's college tape, his handwork, the dude's a monster. He's unblockable. You can't get into his chest. It's still Joey Bosa. Uh, injury prone? Maybe. Who's to say? That's the only thing kind of even holding me back. He's, what, 27? I think he's going to be 28 before week one of next year. Uh, there's no reason to go out, to not go out and get Bosa versus some of his peers that are similarly priced to me. I mean, he's still a superstar. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And people are probably frustrated, right? I mean, I feel like you wouldn't have to give up more than... Do you have to give up a second to get Joey Bosa? I don't know. I was just thinking probably a second. But would you, though? I mean, I feel like what Tyler said is right. The bloom's off the rose with Bosa. People are probably frustrated. I mean, speaking to the injury stuff, I mean, he has missed 30 of a possible 114 games in his uh, seven-year career. So... That's not great. I mean, you would love to see that improve. But, yeah, I mean, the PFF metric still suggests that he is very elite. 24.3 pass rush win rate. That was fourth highest among all edge rushers. 16.3 pressure rate. 84.2 pass rush grade was ranked 12th. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's a great buy. Yeah. Drew, I've, I've been down on Bosa for a little bit now. I do think he's banged up. He's missed about a quarter of his games. So... I'm not necessarily hot in the pants for Bosa, but I feel like public sentiment has started to reflect that same kind of attitude. So as much as I'm not personally interested in Bosa, it seems like this might be a good buy window as public opinion has gone down because of Bosa's inability to stay healthy. I agree with that. I think I think if I'm selling, if I've got, if I've got him and I'm, I'm in Adam's league, I'm selling him to Adam at edge 10 prices, but... If I can get them for edge 15, you know, edge 18 prices, I'm much more interested there. My biggest issue with Bosa has absolutely nothing to do with his injuries because at this point, they're playing longer seasons. Injuries are just becoming a part of the game. They're just becoming more likely. And if he's a little more injury prone than he is, then that's that's no big deal. And like y'all said, the metrics clearly show that he's an elite pass rusher still. The biggest issue is he's no longer getting those run defense snaps at all. So he's not getting the tackle opportunities and the floor has fallen out on Bosa. So if you're buying him, you're getting him. Don't trust him as your DL one. You need him to, you need to run him as your DL two, just counting on getting those sacks because he's not going to get you those tackles anymore. Yeah. Really good stuff there. I I think the most important thing though, I want to talk about Joey Bosa. What did you guys think about the, uh, the incident with the fan. The, you knew Philly this was game. coming, right? So bad at trash talk. Oh, it <laughs> was a painful. <laughs> Talking about how rich he is. That's the worst move. Never resort to that, like how much money you got, bro. You just look awful. 
Right. Yes. What grown man still talks about friends having being your butt buddies when talking shit? Like, like <laughs> yeah. that is. Well, he, <sighs> yeah, he's sitting there pounding a Bud Light cherry, running his mouth about how much money he makes. That was the I first mean, thing Tyler noticed. Absolutely, was the drink of like, choice that like Bosa what's this had. asshole drinking, man? Yeah, <laughs> it's a good measure, Bobo. Yeah, that I was a bad like. look. I'll probably will bump him down a little bit in the ring. <laughs> Got to. I think you have to, Bobo. You are the famous Wheeler Dealer around this table. You buying, selling, or holding Joey Bosa? Honestly, I'm not real into Bosa right now. I get that he's not super old. It looks like he'll be like 28 by the time the season rolls around. I had him in RSO a couple years back when he had the weird like foot thing, the weird ankle thing, um, and have been off of him since then. I don't know. With the amount of young, you know, up-and-coming edges like – Aziz Ojolari, we just talked about. Um, you Thibodeau. know, Jalen Phillips. Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, you, we could sit here and talk for a while about these good edges. If you can go and trade a Joey Bosa, who's about to be 28, and coming off of a season where he played like a couple games, and get a Aziz Ojolari plus for Joey Bosa, I'm 100% fine with that. Because I agree with what Drew's saying. You take some of these tackle floors away from these guys, and they become Trey Hendrickson, the next guy that we're looking at, and you're just relying on them having big sack seasons. And then when they don't, and they don't have the Sam Hubbard tackles to, um, you know, to to have a nice baseline for you, um, it's just a really disappointing season. And the, uh, you know, you're getting ten cents on the dollar. All right, in my opinion. Yeah, there you go. Would you so, rather have Bosa or Ojolari straight up? I'd much rather have Ojolari. I think I'm still going to go Bosa. I think I can flip Bosa for more than I can Ojolari. Do you think you could flip Bosa for Ojolari plus? That's why. That's the right answer. I do like that. I do like what Bobby said, though. I do like what Bobby said. Like, could you get Ojolari in a third for Bosa? I feel like you can do that easily. Yes. Then, yeah, that's probably a good answer. If you're looking at it in terms of flipping that asset, but in terms of who do I want on my roster moving forward in a dynasty league, it's Ojolari. Because exactly like what Tyler's saying, like it's Joey Bosa, and he's unblockable, and he has great hands. And everybody in your league probably knows that because they've probably played for the last five or six years, and they've they've seen the big years that Joey Bosa can have. But I think it's extremely possible that the best of Joey Bosa might be behind us. I, I kind of think it, but I think the opposite, man. We talk all the time about grown ass men. Bosa's entering his prime. He's about to be like literally a man amongst boys out there. So still wearing a Letterman jacket and drinking a Bud Light cherry, though. It's <laughs> true. So. We may have seen his IDP prime already. Maybe. Yeah, so. yeah, I think yeah. It's a better way to put it. That's possible. Maybe so. Yeah, I, I just like his his career high is twelve and a half sacks, I think, in a year. I just feel like he can get a little more than that, maybe. Khalil but Mack really didn't help that much this year either. Khalil Mack, they didn't get a chance to play together. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, it that's was, true. There was what maybe it four, was, five games together as a whole, really. And I'd like to say, oh, next year will be better, but will it though? It's the Chargers. This yeah. organization just cursed. seems to be cursed. Kellen so, Moore is going to help the offensive day. side. It's truly <laughs> every year we're like, this is the year they're going to turn the corner. They you know, got the coach, that's and the quarterback. The, that's the other thing too. I'm t- paying a lot of attention to on these buy sell holds is like Wink Martindale is now pegged to your Indianapolis Coats as maybe being a head coach, and I don't like that for Aziz and for Thibodeau because I really like Wink Martindale. I think he's a great DC. Um, maybe it would be a great head coach for y'all. I don't know what your take is on that, but I'm paying attention to like where these OCs and DCs go and, and you know what the narrative might change for, for some of these defensive players here in the in the coming months. Yeah, that's something you have to pay attention to, especially right now because there's a lot unsettled, Addy, 
in the world of dynasty fantasy football because of the real world NFL implications with new head coaches, new defensive coordinators, free agencies coming up. The draft is coming up. Uh, there's a lot that couldn't be shaken up here in the next few months. Yes, absolutely. Before we move on, I want to, I don't want to forget. I did acquire Kayvon uh, Thibodeau tonight in a trade. Wow. Did you really? I didn't know this. He was very cheap. I got him for a third. Did you really? A single third. Wow. That's beautiful. Felt, I almost felt bad. But you should. This guy, <laughs> should. He, he posted his block. He said he was going to, it was like automatic accepts is, is how he titled wow. this, this trade block. Never do that. And it was like Kayvon for a third. He had Aziz Ojolari on there for a fifth. So, I mean. For a fifth? That's, a, that's the thing. It's oh like there's a lot God. of people just, yeah, there's a lot of people just don't understand values or yeah. idp values especially so the idp show.com get in adam's ranks <laughs> they the, will help you get in the trade, trade value on worth about a first so i mean oh my god thank you for that you bashed his head in all right so we're a little the room's a little split on joey bosa i have a feeling we may be more in lockstep with trey hendrickson the next guy on our list but let's talk about it gentlemen Bengals edge rusher addy has him as edge 27 uh he graded well by pff 85 overall with a 90 pass rush grade only 32 total tackles, though. Six tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, three pass breakups, eight sacks. He played 65% of snaps, 629 overall, 15 games played, started in all 15. He is signed through 2025, but they do have an out in 2023. He averaged 10.6 points per game in 2022. That was down from 13.6 in 2021. Drew, let's start with you on this one. Buy, sell, hold Trey Hendrickson. Sell if you can. I guess hold until free agency starts. Wait if they cut him and see if he can get a little hype going into free agency somewhere else. Because, God, what do you do with them at this point? Like, he he had a down year. He's You're going to have to hope for another 10-plus sack season to try and sell him. He's he, he has he's the problem that, that I was we were just talking about with Joey Bosa that he has no tackle floor, but he's never had a tackle floor. He's had four games in his entire career with three or more tackles or with three or more <laughs> solos, excuse me, um, or four of those as a bangle, five of those uh, as a, in a career. That's can't do anything with that. So the only reason he was fantasy relevant ish is because he was knocking out those big sack games. But when he wasn't getting in the backfield, there was no points to be had. Uh, so try and sell, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, this is a sack dependent, low tackle floor, scrappy, gym rat, first guy in, last guy out, Trey Hendrickson, buy, sell, yeah, he's hold. Just, he's just so mad, right? So, like, if you're in a 14-team league with 60-man rosters and you're starting three DLs a week, you are thanking your lucky stars you have Trey Hendrickson. Under normal circumstances, you don't want anything to do with them, especially if you're even moderately tackle heavy. There's still a bit of name value with him uh, from his time in New Orleans when he posted a couple of big seasons, but I'd almost be happy with a guy like this on 90% of my rosters. I'll just send him to the wire. You're not going to get shit for him. Excuse me. You're not going to mm. get anything for him. You might be able to package <laughs> him up in a deal for another team that'll end up cutting him anyway. Uh, totally league dependent, but for the most part, I just, I, there's just nothing I want with this guy. 
I like that call. It's like he's one of those guys you want your opponent to have, you know, because more often than not, he's going to just crap the bed. If you look at last year, he had three games over 24 points, but he had eight games under six and a half points. That's just, that's what he does. I mean, the, the, in four years, the guy has 110 tackles. That's 59 games. That's 1.9 tackles per game. If you look at Sam Hubbard's tackles, he has 260 over that same stretch. That's 4.4 tackles per game. So, I mean, you know, if you're comparing the two, I mean, give me Sam Hubbard all day long just because of that tackle floor. He went from 2021, he had sacks in 13 games, to last year he had sacks in only five games. Wow. And two and a half of his sacks came against the New York Jets in week three. Wow. Hmm. And the Jets gave up a ton of sacks last year. And, you know, the other reason why Trey Hendrickson is a sell or give or whatever at this point is Joseph Osai does some stuff for me. He, oh, he yeah. looks pretty decent. I think Osai is going to be... That was a shame with that game against the Chiefs oh, yeah. because he was playing so well up until that penalty. Yeah. Uh, really having a nice game. And I think um, that's just going to stick in people's crawl now with him. Mm-hmm gifting the Chiefs uh, Super Bowl berth. Yeah. But don't, don't forget, folks, that he's 22. You got to yeah. feel bad for the kid. Oh, like, I feel awful. Showing him, like, breaking down on the sideline, like... That was definitely rough. a light hit, though. Oh, it, it yeah, absolutely... Like, no doubt about it. Also, oh, yeah, get to the locker room. Down like that. Get, get to the locker right. room, bro. Don't, you know the camera's going to be on you. Get the the season room. ends <laughs> like that. That's a rough way to... Yeah, Mahomes definitely flopped. There was an angle where you could see him like lunge a little bit after the push. So he flopped, but man, two feet out of bounds. Like that's going to be called a hundred times out of a hundred. I was more worried about the assistant coach that like drilled his head on that. Good God. There was some serious. I thought Osai blew his knee out. (laughs) Yeah. There was an awful shot of his right knee getting caught in the turf. A lot was going on there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the guy, the forgotten man was the guy pinned underneath the side. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he's okay. You know that dude. Dude is so sore this that week. That dude is like, is my will updated? Did I tell my kids I loved him this morning? Oh, um, wow. His so wife is like, honey, I want you to really stop doing this. Stop standing <laughs> yes. on the sidelines. too dangerous. You're, you're way too normal for it this. It's almost like a hero kind there of. There is like Herculean <laughs> men bearing down. Yes, Bobo. Oh, you guy got an MRI because of that. Dude, I'm telling you, that knee injury looked really bad. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised so. he walked off. I, I, yeah, it may have been adrenaline or whatever, but I thought he blew his ACL because he was down for a while. But it's definition of insult injury, I guess. <laughs> right. I'm just thinking about that guy trapped under all the bodies now. But yeah, I'm 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 with the group here. I think if you can sell off the name, the afterglow of that 2021 season, I'd do it. The tackle numbers that he mentioned, those are scary. I think this late into the career, of Bobo, the Tiger is not going to change his stripes. Speaking of Tiger, they got a big tiger there that they need to pay as well so it's going to be interesting to see what that cap looks like trying to get joe burrow's little extension yeah what through. if they so, cut hendrickson exactly. to save money for the burrow extension exactly hey, Jermar, I'm expecting it. jermaine pratt also leaving you guys have any opinion on where he could potentially go no maybe uh one of these teams that just historically rotates through linebackers i could see him being like uh, rashawn evans the type, Titans. So, you know like yeah a, Okay, next phase in his career and be useful, like really useful next year for IDP. Yeah, that'll be a fun. We'll have to do that episode here soon. Like um, some linebacker needy team. Like who are the needy teams for certain positions as we start to think about like 
ideal landing spots because there's quite a few there's good a free linebackers agent linebackers that are relevant um, for IDP last year. That's right. Well, speaking of linebackers, gentlemen, let's jump into the linebacker position here and let's kick things off with a hotly debated player. If you listen to the IDP show in 2022, you know we talked a lot about Devin Lloyd, rookie for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's LB10 in Addy's ranks, graded very poorly across the board by PFF. 926 snaps, good for 80%. Played in 17 games, started in 15, 10.8 points per game in 2022. Tyler, buy, sell, hold Jaguars rookie linebacker Devin Lloyd. I don't think you can sell. You probably paid a premium for him last year, right? He yep. had to be LB1 or 2 last year in your rookie draft. So we're looking, what, uh, early to mid-second? Yep. Yep. You, know, that's he was right. up, you, you were taking like him or like Jahan Dotson or Trey McBride on offense, something similar to that. I think a lot of it comes down to what do you really think about uh, Chad Muma? You know, about midseason there, Chad Muma took over the snaps, then he got hurt, and then Devin Lloyd's back in. Alua Khan is under contract with massive cap hits for the next couple of years. He's the man. There is LB1. So. I think if you have Lloyd on your roster, you just got to hold. I think buying them is going to be damn near impossible because of you know, sunk cost fallacy, whatever you want to call it. Selling them is a bad move because you're going to you're going to lose no matter what. So it's just a really, really tough call. I think we'll know by like week four of next year where we're really at with them. In a perfect world, you have Lloyd and Mumo both rostered. And you just see how the chips shake out. But I don't know what to do with the guy. Yeah, it's a tough spot we're in right now, Drew, with Devin Lloyd. So, honestly, if Chad Muma was better in coverage, I don't think Devin Lloyd has a job next year. Just that's the problem. Muma can't play in coverage, and I think that's going to limit how much he's really going to ever take over that number two job or however much they'll be willing to rely on him to do it. But I think it's going to make the snap counts very unusable next year. Um, so I would be trying to get out from Devin Lloyd. He still had a, a close to an 80 solo sack season or no, that, I'm misremembering solo 60, um, <laughs> which is bad. But he's still a first round linebacker. Somebody in your league still thinks that there's something there. I know I could have sold Zayvon Collins who were going to talk about in a little bit uh after his rookie year when he was not good and still got value because someone still wants there are some people that play idp and only know enough to look at who's drafted highly or who's a starter and there's there's going to be one of those guys in 90 percent of your leagues unfortunately um but that's a guy you can sell Devin lloyd to i think Pretty interesting. I think that uh, Devin Lloyd was the guy they tried to play in the playoffs. I think he played 70% that first game, and then it was 82% that second game, whereas Muma was, I think, 18% and 30% respectively. So that they want to they wanna have Devin Lloyd be that guy. I mean, that's that's the reason why they drafted him, you know, in the first round. Um but yeah, it, it's just, it's a really bad situation to be in, man. Well, it's a bad situation for so many reasons. Like they said, you've got Foye Aluakun there, the LB1 in a lot yeah. of scoring formats. You've got Chad Muma, who they just stuck in in the middle of the season. And then you've got and Devin Lloyd. he did make Lloyd. things happen when he was out there. I mean, even yeah. though, he, despite his coverage skills, I mean, he, he, he did have a couple sacks, I believe, maybe... Uh, 
like one and a half but i mean still you know he was doing stuff and the the publicity though for devin lloyd even in that uh that playoff game was bad oh yeah a lot of the sharp kind of people who post the clips on twitter and kind of evaluate the tape and kind of watch these guys devin lloyd was getting roasted on twitter right. pretty hard uh, after one of our game. favorites nate tice That's has not been a fan who i was thinking of so i Addie, you were famously very high on Devin Lloyd, had him at LB1 at one point. He now started got out him. great. Yeah. It was amazing to start Everything out. we wanted. Even the grades were good. You know, this guy was doing good, making plays. I think he had like a few picks. So, yeah, the first five weeks, Will's up. Everyone's happy. Chad Moon was an afterthought, you know. But, yeah, now it's a totally different situation. Uh, the, yeah, I think we're just going to have to ride out. You know, if you've spent the capital, no one's going to give you more than – is anyone going to give you more than a third? Yeah. It's like Are you selling for a third? You're not getting back what you put in on this guy. So and, you're selling at a huge loss. And maybe you do sell for a third. Would you? Would Would any of you guys sell for a third? I don't know that I'm taking a third. I would take less than what I paid for him. I'd take a late second, but I, I couldn't go as low as a third. But is that is that market realistic? Is anyone paying a late second for Devin Lloyd right now? I don't think so, Bobo. I feel like even the most optimistic, oh, Bobo, Bobo, are you paying a second for Devin Lloyd? I think it sounds like it's a good time to buy Devin Lloyd. The public perception is off of him. You know, all we're looking at the PFF metrics. He's not going to stay the same. He's going to get better. The team has too much invested in this guy. It's going to be a good defense. I really like the Jaguars setup for the next couple of years, even though Foyer is there. I think it's going to be Devin Lloyd over Muma. Why not? I'd give you a second for Devin Lloyd. And the, and the off chance that it actually works out. I'll have an article come out at some point here in the near future kind of talking about picks and talking about positions and, and where they're drafted in these rookie drafts and how much none of these guys ever actually pan out to be like a top 24 at their position. You know, we just got done talking about Trey McBride. Is he going to work out? Probably not. You know, we were talking about Johan Dotson. He was awesome for the... Um, I almost said it. He was awesome for the football team, the whatever they're called now, the, the commanders. commanders last year. Commanders. Commanders. Sorry. <laughs> commanders. Are they going to, is he going to work out long term? I don't know. We hope so. He's got cool metrics. But I mean, like, I don't know. Just so many of these guys in our rookie drafts, it, Devin Lloyd has the draft capital. I'm buying. Sure, I'll give you a second for Devin Lloyd. Hit me up. Here's the thing, though. We're we're, we're not buying Devin Lloyd, though. Honestly. No, we no, are. None of us are going to spend. This is a theoretical thought None exercise. of us are going to buy Devin Lloyd. Who are we going to buy? We're going to buy Brian Osamoa. We're going to buy uh, Terrell Bernard. Those are the types we're going to buy. The guys that only cost like a fourth, maybe a fifth round pick. You're dead wrong. No one wants to buy Devin go Lloyd. Buy Bob, who are Bobby, you? go buy Devin Lloyd right now. <laughs> I don't Make know. the I trade. Just, about Devin Lloyd, I just go back to thinking about like Zayvon Collins, and I go back to thinking about Isaiah Simmons and Patrick Queen and you know a lot of these guys that were taking Nick Bolton wasn't he a first round draft pick Jordan Brooks you know whereas the NFL PFF metrics might not love them when they get their time to shine and when they get some you know they get a little bit of time under their feet I don't know they just Devin Lloyd is so talented he was I, they I have that upside they, they had the upside but, like the first three guys you listed went multiple years without being strong fantasy contributors, and it took Roquan Smith showing up to for Patrick Queen to do it. Don't you dare hate on Arizona Cardinals linebackers, or else we'll turn this off right now. Careful, oh well, then I you're not going to like. We should just skip the questions at the end. Yeah, just skip the Zayvon Collins discussion altogether. Um, yeah, I think 
it's this is one of the most hotly debated topics. I'd love to hear from folks when this episode comes out. What they're doing with Devin Lloyd, if they've seen him go in any trades in their leagues, I'd just be curious. Um, you have to hold, I think. I think he's a hold. There are a, there are a few players on this list that I'm like, I, I try not to do the hold option because I want to give a buy or sell take, but Lloyd is a hold because I think if you're selling, you're selling at a loss. And I think we have to leave uh, a kind of room in his range of outcomes for him to get better, mm -hmm. for him to get better and for things to look uh, rosier on the IDP outlook in 2023. We're in the valley right now. Yeah, it's yeah. like, could it get worse? Sure, yeah, he could be out of the league and not have a job and be bouncing around from team to team. I think he's got a longer leash because he's a first-round pick. But the thing with him, though, he came into the league old. Isn't that dude like already 24 and a half? Like, I love that. I was at my peak, 24. <laughs> yeah, 24 was a good age. Not so much He's anymore. Just, I mean, it's a little old, you know? It he is he a was supposed old. to come in kind of ready, I thought, and it's uh, it looks like the opposite. I yeah. really want to know about this next guy because I yeah. have him in the RSO, and, and I don't know what to do with him. He's a, he's a very interesting case study here, and I'm very curious to get y'all's takes. But let's talk about David Long, junior linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, pending free agent. Uh, graded very well in run defense by PFF, 89 overall, 80 pass rush grade, 76.2 overall grade, 740 snaps. He played in 12 games this season. He was a six-round pick in 2019. He will be a UFA this spring, averaged 13.3 points per game in 2022, even from... Uh, he was the same output, funny enough, Addy, from 2021, 13.3 yeah. points per game. So we got what we expected from David Long. But, Drew, I'm curious here, knowing that this guy is going to be a free agent, knowing what we've seen previously from David Long, buy, sell, hold, Mr. Long. I'm buying because at this price you can't afford not to. He's in, I think the Titans would be stupid not to re-sign Long. He's the best option they have at linebacker and uh, unless they want to go out and spend real money on a linebacker, they're not going to get a better option. He's not, you know, a world beater by any means, but I think he, he's very much a steady, consistent contributor. You can, you can rely on. He's, he's a guy I'd want as an LB two. Um, and I'd absolutely pay that to get him, even at whatever people are valuing him now. Cause Sometimes it's just worth paying for a guy you know what you're going to get out of. Yeah, Tyler, what about you? Buy, sell, hold, David Long Jr. Easy buy. I mean, David Long can ball. So if you got him, you got him off the waiver wire. Hell, you might could go get him off your waiver wire right now in some leagues because when things get thin at the end of the year and the rosters get short, you're cutting guys just to get anybody you can play. Uh, David Long can ball. Somebody's going to pick him up. And like Drew said, I'd be surprised if Tennessee didn't pick him up. But wherever he goes, he's going to get snaps. And like, you know, back in the day, even four or five years ago, but even more 10 years ago, if a guy's not playing exactly 100% of the snaps, I don't want anything to do with him at linebacker, period. But anymore, if you can get a guy that's going to log 70, 80%, that's a starter in IDP now. You know, especially if you're starting four linebackers a week. So super easy buy. I mean, what's it going to cost you? Nothing. You know, to the average person in your IDP leagues, he is essentially without value on the trade market. He's just a throw-in piece. So you get him for a song and just see what happens and get him before free agency happens because he's going somewhere. Somebody's signing this cat and yeah. he's going to play. 
Yeah, the time to buy is right now. I don't think anyone is hot in the pants for David Long, Addy, yeah. although they should be. Yeah, probably on so. a new team. Even if he's back with the Titans, if he's healthy in twenty three, uh, healthy in twenty twenty three, I love this guy as like a high end LB two, back end LB one. But we've talked about the Titans should bring him back. Just a point. They are twenty three point six million dollars over the newly announced twenty twenty three cap figure of two hundred and twenty four point eight million. Right, so right. I don't know that they'll be bringing back anyone. Uh, they may actually be shedding a lot of these contracts in order to pay guys like Jeffrey Simmons. So keep that in mind, David Long, as much as the Titans should bring him back, Addy probably will not. Probably not. But yeah, I think there's a good chance that he lands, you know, in a decent role for us. I mean, I think he's a good linebacker, like we've kind of all mentioned. Uh, we've seen his PFF grades get better every single year. 50.9 in 2019. Uh, it was 54.2 in 2020, 67.4 in 2021, and then this year it was 76.2. His 89.0 run defense grade was fourth best among all linebackers. Average depth of tackle of was 1.1 yards. That was top among all linebackers. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, you're almost meeting him at the line of scrimmage at that point. Right. Yeah. He he was he was getting there quickly. Um, he was starting to heat up before the, before his injury. He averaged. 9.4 points per game weeks one through four, but that increased to 16 points per game weeks five through 12. Long got hurt early in week 13 and missed the rest of the year. But yeah, I mean, 16 points per game down the stretch. That's um, top that's, 10 that's, numbers that's right LB1 there. That's LB one numbers right yep, there. Absolutely. And he had those stretches the year before too. So yeah, I think this is a guy that you should be looking to acquire because where do you get No one's... Uh, are you going to have to give a third to get David Long? I don't think so. I think so. you could probably give a fourth. Probably a fourth. Maybe you have to beef it up a little bit, like a fourth and a fifth. But yeah, I, I like would do that. That's fine. All day long. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one right there. All day long. Look at me. I just have puns coming out of my Beautiful ears, mind, Bobo. man. Beautiful freaking mind, baby. Um, <laughs> it is. It was a helpful exercise, Bobo. We've got John Macri's debut episode coming up, redrafting the 2022 rookies. That exercise showed me. Even in a redraft scenario where we know what these guys have done, Bobo, that fourth and fifth round gets pretty yucky pretty fast. So if I can give a fourth and a fifth in an unknown upcoming draft class for a guy like David Long, who's going to probably go to a new team, hopefully secure a nice LB1 job on that team, mm -hmm. maybe some good money, I'm all about it. Yeah, I actually kind of found, too, in that article that third round draft picks in your rookie draft have less opportunity to hit than your fourth rounders do. I found that more fourth rounders actually came back around and ended up turning into something for your team. I don't know why. Maybe it's because people start circling back to the offense at that point and they're throwing darts on Chase Claypools and Antonio Gibsons and, and I don't know, some of these running backs and stuff that might actually, you know, pan out. Um, Bud Dupree's getting paid. He's got a cap hit of $20 million next year. Um, I was just looking at the Titans cap. That's Aye. crazy to me. Um, Harold Landry. Yeah. He's up there. Um, good gracious. I didn't realize the Titans were in that bad a cap. So yeah. Ryan Tannehill, 36.6. Bud Dupree, 20.2. Yeah. Kevin Byard, 19.6. Oh, wow. They got a lot of very highly paid dudes. Robert Woods, 14.6. That's probably a little low. Uh, does, does Tannehill get cut this year? Is that going to so. happen? I think so. 36 million. What are they going to do at quarterback? I, they got to go rebuild, Henry, right? I mean, it's Wildcat. time. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? They should do Derek Henry, Henry Wildcat. Henry Wildcat. Oh, they yeah. really should. Yeah. yeah. Dude, 
I was hoping so bad to see some CMC yeah, quarterback I last week. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast. They said they get the truck feed from the game, and they said that it didn't – I don't think they showed it during the game, but that McCaffrey was looking at the big quarterback play sheet in between commercials. Oh, like, wow. like uh, I've been with this team for two months, and I'm about to have Let's to be go. the quarterback in the NFC Championship game. Might have um, panned out better. I feel like for he him. could figure it out pretty. Yeah, quickly. just, just, yeah, just run yeah, the ball. Just throw route. some short passes. Yeah. What's the Madden uh, 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 streaks? What's it called? Yeah, four verts. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Just run. Just have CMC bombing <laughs> sixty-yard passes. It's actually pretty easy to be quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Totally. Those is. DBs out. Let him run. Yeah. You hey, feel so, you feel bad when Brock Purdy's coming back in with a confirmed torn. Yeah. Uh, what was it? UCL or whatever that hey, was. Where, where do we stand on this Brock Purdy stuff? I. I'm at this. I'm like annoyed at this point. Everyone's acting like this guy is the next best quarterback of all this time. This guy, <laughs> it's a situation, isn't it? Now Garoppolo's a free agent. We've yep. got Purdy not going to throw until August. We've got now your boy Trey Lance with his second ankle surgery, I believe. Welcome Tom Brady. That's the Tom rumors. Brady rumors. Yeah, Drew. So what do you how, do? How is this situation going to resolve itself? What what what's your oh. prognosis here? Ah. I don't know. <laughs> I I I guess Tom to San Francisco. Let's, let's I think the only it. thing we can agree on here, Eddie, is that mud. Trey Lance is a big old bust. I think that's oh, what we're getting. He'll, ne he'll yeah, never he'll play know, again. I'll say that. Somewhere else. He'll be a hit somewhere else. He'll never play again, Drew. <laughs> no. I, I love Trey Lance. I, I was a big Trey Lance supporter. The Brock Purdy stuff is really annoying to me. You know, he just, the guy's just throwing it down to these, it's a system. these yak freaks. It's yeah. a system. CMC and Debo. Kill. Kill. Last week on the pod, you, we could all throw for 250 Elijah on this Mitchell. offense. Absolutely. I would be scared to death. Put me behind use check. Yeah. I could get you five yards. Well, Shanahan's just not good for like a, a, a young quarterback's mentals i don't he think just especially wants, one like trey lance he wants the jimmy g's the brock purdy's that can just feed the yak monsters yeah, he's like right. i'm gonna scheme these guys open yeah they're athletic freaks Throw they're there they all running like four four forties like let's just get these guys in space i don't need a trey lance that can create and you know throw on the run you know and that's yeah. not the type I mean, of system to be fair he is clearly kind of not wrong mm -hmm. they did get to the nfc championship doing exactly that yeah yeah that felt like a a, an ownership John Lynch potential move where it was like, we need a quarterback who can take us to the next level. And Kyle was like, I just want the handsome guy. <laughs> I don't want this guy. So I'll be curious. I will be very curious. Speaking of coaching to kind of bring it back around. Doesn't it feel like Vrabel kind of likes David long? I feel like he's kind of like, yeah, a, he's a Vrabel guy. Yeah. You know, and they don't have anybody else. Zach Cunningham will probably be on the street again. Monty Rice, though. Oh, yeah, so. yeah whatever. Cunningham's I don't think Monty Rice is that good. No. He's not. I don't think he is, but I mean. And then there's a cry. I don't think he is, but he could be. he's there. <laughs> he's, he's currently. He might be one of the last men standing. I want to um, do kind of like a, a little, which one of these two guys would you buy? The guy we just talked about or this next one right here? Because well, they're both really similar to yeah, me. Yeah, I think this. these are two linebackers that Hold peak on. Don't Bobby's go yet. curiosity. You want um, in dynasty you want david long or bobby o mm. the the colts quarterback situation is a conundrum i extended bobby o in our rso league because i think he is going to get paid and be somewhere else this mm -hmm. offseason mm -hmm. um but even if he's back with the colts we're going to have some cap space what's the deal with zaire and shaq leonard i don't know 
uh, but probably David Long. Mm. I, I just love David Long. He was one of my flag plants last year, so I love the guy. But let's talk about the next linebacker on the list here, gentlemen. LB16 by Adams Ranks from the Cleveland Browns. It is J-O-K Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. 534 snaps, 75%, 11 games played, 10 games started. He was a second-round pick in 2021, averaged 11.1 points per game in 2022, up from 9.3 points per game in 2021. Tyler, what the hell are we doing with JOK? I can't figure this guy out for the life of me, so I'm curious. Buy, sell, hold, JOK. I think if you got him, you got to sell him. I mean... I think he's a good player. If I were an NFL GM or defensive coordinator, I'd like to have this guy on my team. He's got a niche. He's a overhang, undersized linebacker. I don't think we're ever looking at somebody that's going to rack up 100-plus tackles. I don't think we're ever going to see more than a handful, two, three sacks in a season at his very best. Minimal passes defense. I just don't see the impact there. He's got a badass name. Uh yeah, you're right. Acronym is awesome. Fun to watch in college. Super fun to watch in college. Did really well against you know college offenses, but comparing him to a guy like David Long, just with my amateur eye, I sit there and watch those two players, and I'm like, oh, David Long is 20 times the player JOK is, and you could get David Long plus plus for JOK still with that name cachet. So. I'm definitely not buying him. They got 900 guys at linebacker every year in Cleveland. I mean, for God's sake, they still keep playing Anthony Walker. I mean, how long is that going to go on? Uh, They brought in Deion Jones, didn't know what they were going to do with him. He was in and out, up and down. Jacob Phillips, who is a personal buy of mine still, if he can ever get healthy, he's going to be a playmaker. Uh, Taki Taki, or however you say his name, plays a little bit of a different position, but he's still a linebacker on this roster. It's just a mess. New coordinator coming in. I want nothing to do with the guy. Yeah, that's kind of the spot I'm in, Drew. Where do you fall on JOK right now? Tyler nailed it. I mean, sell, sell on the name value. Uh, he did look great in college. I loved him as a prospect. He just, it, it's not there for IDP. And, and Cleveland's moves have clearly shown they don't think he's the guy. And David Long's a great comparison because David Long can do everything you ask him to do as a linebacker and JOK can't. And that's why they brought in Deion Jones. And then Deion Jones similarly could not do the things you needed him to do. So I think Cleveland's just going to keep throwing linebackers at it until one of them sticks. But I do agree with, uh, with your buy as well, Tyler. Yeah, Addy, I was wondering about this today. What is the ceiling for JOK? Like, what's the best possible finish we could see from this guy in his career? Like, he feels like a Deion Jones. Like, you know, when Deion Jones was at his prime, kind of. I mean, he's not going to, the tackle numbers aren't going to reach that peak, I think. But he's that type of guy. He's like a undersized, like, you have to have him make plays for him to finish high. As I say, his if, coverage grade of 71.5 was his highest grade. Yeah. His tackle grade was his worst at 42.9. So that kind of speaks to what we're talking about. He's this positionless football kind of guy, yeah. and that worries me for IDP. I feel like he could get 120 tackles one year. He's, I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's yeah. that's been his thing, right? 67 so total tackles this year. But yeah, it is concerning that he can't crack, you know, that rotation when he is out there healthy and be the guy that just is 
without a doubt the hundred percent snap guy. He hasn't been that really yet. No. So yeah, I think it, like like they've all mentioned, sell. I mean, this is not someone that I'm targeting any, at any point really anymore. Yeah, Bobo. There's a certain category of players in IDP that I just really have no idea what to expect from these dudes. And it's not that I'm necessarily really down or really high. It's just I really don't know. The outlook is very cloudy. And I feel that way about JOK, especially with a new DC in Cleveland. We've talked about mm -hmm. Jim Schwartz coming in. Uh, they're going to have presumably some linebacker reinforcements. I don't think the Deion Jones kind of addition was the last of the tinkering they'll do at this position group. So I'm happy to sell him to someone who's maybe more enthusiastic or optimistic about his outlook because I'm not sure what this guy's ceiling is. I don't know that we're ever going to see a top 12 finish, but I'm curious. You've always loved you some JOK. So what's your temperature right now going into year three for this guy? Mm, I don't know. To be honest with you, I want to say I want to buy him. All of the things that you guys are saying make me want to sell. Um, but he kind of falls into that category of what if he stays healthy? Mm -hmm. Jim Schwartz coming in, for me, doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't move the needle that much, but at least it's something different. And I feel like if if he can get healthy and Jim Schwartz can see, wow, this guy is actually a pretty talented player. And if you can use, I get the the... Isaiah Simmons types, the positionless football is difficult to coach. That's a hard that's a hard road to travel when you're trying to use these guys who are a little bit undersized for linebackers, but a little bit too big to be a safety. Don't necessarily fit into that Legereus Sneeds slot corner type role. Um, JOK is just super athletic. I guess more than anything, I just want to see him put a healthy year together just to see what if. Yeah. Because I'm with Adam. I, I'm more on the optimistic side of I could see a 120-tackle season out of him if he can stay healthy. I mean, here we are this year. I mean, even in even in this year alone, he's got a 12-tackle game. And, I mean, I know that the tackle grade is okay. Some of his PFF metrics aren't great. But um, the snaps were kind of trending up. He had 62 snaps in Week 11, uh, 66 snaps in Week 12, 51, 54, and then that's when he got hurt. So, it was kind of good there following the end of the season. But anyways, that's that's just a roundabout way to say I don't really know what to do with JOK. Is he in line to be the starting linebacker? I mean, it, it, Jacob Phillips will return from injury, but, I mean, Taki Taki's gone. Deion Jones is gone. Most of those guys are gone. Tony I mean, Fields. Is he likely going to be the LB1, you, you think? You got to think so. You got to think so. I think they're going to bring some guys in. I could see them being big spenders in free agency. That's what worries me is that, yeah, this guy is, like Tyler said, I think that's where I come down is if I'm an NFL GM, I'm picking up the phone to see if I can get JOK on my team. What's JOK cost right now? In real NFL or in IDP? IDP? I think like no one's going to expect a second, right? I mean, that, no, that, no. no. So like a third, like see, could you send a – you think a third gets it done? Probably. Oh, absolutely. Hey, what's a your boy on the you, Jay, Okay, I've gotten any league easily. Yeah, I think so. What's what's your guy on the trade block? Was he uh, was he in that dude's trade he block? He wasn't of, on like, there. I auto accept. I imagine he would have had him for like a fourth or a fifth. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't know that you'd even. Would you have to pay a third? I think if you would, uh, you try like a fourth. Start there and do you just even. See? Want, I mean, but are you even trying to acquire for a fourth, fellas? Uh, I mean, what do you think? No, I mean, man. I just look at him like I think he's closer to like a my DB two than he would be to even like my LB four. 
That's you know, like I would it. like if I had like like Gardner Johnson and JOK, I would value them very similarly as far as uh, fantasy is concerned. And they're not that I think he's probably closer to that style of player mm-hmm. than he is a real off ball linebacker. So I'm just I just don't know what to do with the guy, but I just can't imagine clicking his name every week in my lineup and feeling good about it, even at 80 percent snaps. It did I not just, feel good. It's just not yeah, there. That's probably a good test. Like, would you feel would you be like having an ulcer about do I put this guy into my lineup week in and week out yes. in like a moderately deep IDP league? Do you want to have a headache? During <laughs> no, the season? I want to reduce headaches yeah. and anxiety week to week with these start set decisions. Yep, and JOK it. falls into the bucket. That's going to make that difficult. So uh, let's talk about some up and coming rookies here to round out the linebacker discussion. Gentlemen, we've hit um, some kind of veteran guys here with David Long, JOK. So let's talk about some rookies and let's talk about one guy who actually got a little green dot action, like four snaps of it. In the NFC Championship game, it is N'Kobe Dean of the Philadelphia Eagles at his LB15. Not much to talk about here because the dude did not play this season, but graded well in the limited action, 78.7 overall defensive grade from PFF, 75.8 in coverage, and 78.8 tackle grade. Again, very, very small sample size. But, Drew, knowing that we have TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, Pending free agents probably out the door on some big lucrative deals this offseason. Nakobe Dean may be ascending into that LB1 chair. Buy, sell, hold, Nakobe Dean. I'm probably buying, but I'm also checking that league to see where Nakobe Dean got drafted. If he got drafted right next to Quay Walker, then that guy is expecting Nakobe Dean to be the guy that he's about to be. If the guy just took Dean because that's where he fell next in the NFL draft order, go target him in those leagues because he's, he was an extremely impressive prospect there. He had great reasons not to start this year because, the, you know, like you mentioned, the two linebackers were starting in front of him and he was still rehabbing from the injury. Um, Edwards, they, they're not going to have the money to re-sign Edwards. Kaiser White was a stopgap anyways. Uh, he was never going to be the 100% snap guy. So I think Dean's absolutely stepping into a full role, but he are not going to be able to pay what the guys who are hyped about N'Kobe Dean are going to want you to pay for him. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Tyler. It seems like we all have the star eye emoji for N'Kobe Dean potentially stepping into a very lucrative role. TJ Edwards was great this year for IDP. But what's the price that we would feel comfortable paying if we want to get Dean on our rosters? Because I think that might vary, like Drew said, from one league to the next. I think the price you have to pay is going to be more than you should or would want to pay. I mean, I mean, it all looks good on paper, right? TJ Edwards, Kaiser White gone. Great defense. We got this pedigreed guy who played super well in college. I mean, he was all world in the college playoffs. He didn't slide in the draft for no reason. He didn't pick up a minuscule snap share this season for no reason. Uh, we've been watching TJ Edwards for years. Yeah, he played well this year, but he's far from a world beater. Kaiser White, to me, is a journeyman. How come he didn't get more snaps? If he's really that guy, why didn't he get more burn? Uh, 
I just don't see it, man. I really don't. Like I said, when he started sliding in the NFL draft, the NFL is going to tell you what what's really going on with these guys. You remember about this time last year? Oh, he's a first round lock, lock. You know, after the college football playoffs, and then slide, slide, slide. And I mean, he barely sniffed the field this year. And the two linebackers ahead of him are far from all world. Uh, even though they played well this year, I still, I mean, maybe it's take lock, call it whatever you want, but. I believe on the uh, Dynasty Playbook, I referred to T.J. Edwards as something called T.J. Edwards many <laughs> years ago. Yes, there you go. Like, if you can't beat out something called T.J. Edwards, what do you really got going for you? So uh, you can't buy him because if somebody drafted him, they dra- same as Devin Lloyd, they drafted him high. You know, you had to take him no worse than LB3 or 4 last year, which is going to put him at worst in early third. So you can't buy him. If you got him, I guess you could probably sell. Uh, maybe you break even or cash out on a little bit of profit. Uh, yeah, if he's on my roster, I'm looking to move right now before free agency rolls around and see what happens. But I'd be surprised if he's a 100% snap guy in Philly next year. That defense yeah. is too good. The, the, the program, the team is in way too good of a shape to just roll the dice on that guy. You make a fair point about the draft capital because Jameson Williams uh, had a similar return profile in terms of injury, still went in the first round. Yeah, that's a good point. They'll roll the dice. They'll roll the dice. Look at Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, he slid a little bit in the draft, and they knew damn well he was not going to play year one, and he still went pretty dang high. I mean, slid a little bit. We see it every year. Uh, but when Dean slid and slid Jabo. and slid, if they really thought he was that kind of prospect, he's not going to drop that far. He's not yeah. going to drop the even. Where did Ajabo end up? Ajabo ended up going second round. Yeah. Torn so Achilles. Yeah. Torn Achilles. Yeah. Devastating injury. I think there's something to be said for with the Eagles, even though these guys aren't necessarily lighting the world on fire uh, from a quality of play standpoint. There's something to be said for if it's not broke, don't fix it reliable veterans yeah exactly these guys you know they they're going to pick up the defense faster that team was winning i don't think the coaching staff felt compelled to replace these guys or get dean on the field but i think the the point here that's kind of got me a little turned around here now addy is the the cost Mm -hmm. because i mean Granted, this was a league in which I think the manager holding 112 last year was hot, hot, hot in the pants for N'Kobe Dean. But N'Kobe Dean went first round yeah. in our rookie draft last I'd year. I'd say that might have been the highest. The highest he went league. across any fantasy league. Any Probably league. more likely a second or third round pick. Yeah, I saw, uh, he was, he, I saw him in third round in a, in a yeah, few spots. So was it was a really fun. early draft, too. Yeah, it was pretty it quickly was, after yeah. the Still, rookie draft. Not, this is... Hard to make excuses for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, it was way too <laughs> early for Nicobe Dean. But um, what, I mean, what kind of price are we willing to pay here on a guy who, at least up to this point, is a complete unproven commodity? I feel like whoever is selling Dean is going to want at least a second. I think so, too. So are you willing to pay a second, you know? Um, Should we ever be willing uh, to pay a second for a linebacker when we see not. half the top 12 probably not. coming should, off of waivers? I think you should you should rarely be a buyer of any of these guys, right? Any IDP, honestly. Listen, are you, there, are, uh, there are occasions where I'd pay a second for a linebacker, but if I wouldn't pay a second for him in last year's rookie draft, why on God's green earth would I pay a second for him in this year's rookie draft, knowing what I know when he barely sniffed the field? Right. I mean, it yeah. makes no sense. 
Right. He was a third round pick for me last year. Why would he be a second round pick for me this year? The manager was probably super frustrated in 34 snaps for Nicobe Dean. Yeah, that's low. I mean, even, I mean, even like you're saying, he was probably a mid second in most drafts. And, um, you know, a lot of IDP managers just don't have the patience. And honestly, you may be able to go get Nicobe Dean for a fourth right now. And I don't know that I don't like that. If you can get him for a fourth, oh, hell yeah. yes. I'm yeah. Fourth round pick. What about a third? Sure. So let's split the difference. You get him a third I'd for trade Dean. any third for Nicobe Dean. I'd, I'd trade a third. I think I would trade a third. I would do a third. Yeah, yeah but I second, might trade it on no. the clock. Yeah. Give me on the like, clock and let me see what's in front of me. There you go. I like that. Like you were saying, are they the linebackers that are there now? Are they gone? I think so. Yeah. You see Kai this Deer's a lot. only signed through this year, and yeah. Edwards is too. And yeah. those, like exactly what y'all are saying, they're not world beaters. And Nicobe Dean, we're sitting here looking at his PFF grades, given it is only a small sample size, but um, you don't have to be Shaq Leonard. You don't have to be Roquan Smith in order to produce at linebacker for the Eagles. So more than anything, like opportunity-wise, might be the reason to grab Nicobe Dean right now. It's a primo situation. Also, you know, I think a little you're trusting Harry Roseman a little bit. He's got a good track mm-hmm. record. He seems to be a pretty good evaluator of talent. That and like what Drew the, mentioned, what's the he was banged up. Third round pick, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, third What'd round you say? rate. What's the hit rate on uh, a third round pick, anyways? Right, it's about twenty percent. Let's say we're looking yeah. at a, a day two linebacker that lands in a good spot. You know, player X versus Nicobe Dean. Mm-hmm. That's the exact well, same thing. I'm just going to take Dean because it's a better situation. Boogie. I mean, Nicobe Dean is fun to watch. I'm just Nicobe not Dean sure was a day two linebacker in a good situation. That's what I'm saying. But I easy mean, guys, it, it, it easy, easy. <laughs> all right, I say it just all depends on what, what's in front of you. Like I said, just in the blind, I would just hate to just give that up. I mean, okay. I agree. I mean, we could, we, could, we, could, we is, could be looking at a guy who comes in and balls next year has 120 tackles. Or we could be looking at the guy that, like, hey, you remember Nicobe Dean at Georgia? Yeah. He was really good. Whatever happened to that guy? And we've <laughs> seen it happen a million times. Yeah. It's true. I think it's price dependent with Nicobe Dean. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. If you got to spend a second to acquire him, that's a no, no. go. A third go, a, a third round pick. Yeah. It's, that's a I yes. think I'd start that's with a, yes a fourth. <laughs> what? That's a yes go. That's a yes go. <laughs> a third go is a yes go. Third rounder is a yes a go. Go, go, go. Fourth round is a yes, yes go, go. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another linebacker. This one, a little bit different situation. Again, rookie, LB21 for Addy from the Chicago Bears. Came into his own after the Roquan Smith trade. Special agent, Jack Sanborn. 38% of snaps, 331. 14 games played, 6 games started, 50 solos, 12 assists, 5 TFLs, 2 sacks, a fumble recovery, 7.6 7.6 points per game in 2022. Uh, he is a restricted free agent in 2025. Of course, rookie drafted, so he'll be there for a few years. Tyler, I have seen more questions about Jack Sanborn than just about any linebacker this offseason. I am curious where you come down on the special agent in Chicago. Buy, sell, hold Jack Sanborn. It's got to be buy or hold, because why not? I mean, I mean, Chicago is just awful. I mean, how much money could you really see them investing in bringing in an inside off-ball linebacker? 
So I think at, at the very worst, he's going to compete for that job next year. And the very best, he's your inside off-ball linebacker for three downs all year long. Uh, he came in and tore it up when he did play. I don't think he's a great linebacker by any stretch, but at some point we're just looking for guys that are playing. And you look at what's really going on in Chicago, and like I said, I just don't see them investing in that position. They've got a guy there. He's probably the old, you know, your typical gym rat, first one in, last one out type. Uh, when they called his number, he stepped up and played well until he got hurt. Uh, I just don't see any reason to, to, I mean, why would you sell him? If you picked him up off the wire for free, why would you sell him? What are you going to get? I'm not going to pay you anything for him. So, you know, I think you could probably buy him for a song, hold him, see what happens. Worst case scenario, I think we're looking at a part-time linebacker that you can plug and play during bye weeks, injuries, things like that. Best case scenario, you've got a really good linebacker that's going to be in your lineup every week. And worst comes to worst, you just drop him week three or week four when you're in the guy and no harm, no foul. Yeah, I think you're playing a little bit with house money here, Drew, because what'd you pay for Jack Sanborn? Nothing. You got him off waivers. You blew your waiver priority that week. That's it. The Chicago Bears are flush with resources. I think I saw today they have $38 million more in cap than the next closest team. And I think they're going to be sitting on a buttload of picks if they trade out of the first overall pick. So they're going to have resources available. Do they spend them on an off-ball linebacker? I don't know, Drew. So what's your temperature on Jack Sanborn? I can't imagine they go out and spend a significant amount of money on an elite off-ball linebacker when they just let go of the one of the best off-ball linebackers in the league because they didn't want to pay him. Doesn't seem likely. Um, if they bring in a guy that's mid-expensive, then I think Sanborn competes and probably gets gets the snaps. I I like him. He's not a world beater like like Tyler said, but I'm buying too. And I, I like that, that that they're using him on these pass rush snaps, and he's getting some some success in it. I think that gives you a little bit of big play upside on your your like Tyler said, your your bye week filler, your your injury fill in guys that you don't necessarily get with your your filling guys normally. Yeah, Addy, you've got a whole bevy of beautiful stats and arguments here for Jack Sanborn, so I'm just going to wind up that top and let you spin, baby. So Jack Sanborn was the linebacker one weeks 9 through 13. During this stretch, Sanborn averaged 21.8 points per game and 10.8 tackles a game. Uh, he got banged up in week 15 and he was shut down the rest of the year, but yeah, this guy, he finished third in points per snaps out of 93 linebackers, 19.3% tackle rate. The league average is 13.3. That is absurd. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, checking every single box for us, uh, Murrow and Joe Thomas, both are UFAs. I don't know if we mentioned that, but yeah, I mean, uh, they have eight draft picks. So that is maybe concern. And also like Chicago, They've been one of those dumb, dumb teams lately, you know? So you could totally see them, like, replacing that that second-round pick with another linebacker. G.J. Edwards, four years, $48 million. Why the hell wouldn't we do that? Or just spinning up in the draft, you know, using yeah. that second-round pick they acquired for Roquan for another dumb linebacker. Just a dumb teams do dumb things. Um, also, like, why did you trade for Claypool? 
Yeah, that was with that second. That's gonna be a nice. That's gonna be a nice receiver. That's be a very nice receiver. Essentially, what they got for Roquan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Roquan for Claypool. They can make how they value that position. Yeah, that's true. Another thing I thought was interesting. You got to remember that um, Sanborn was undrafted. So I was curious, what are some of the other undrafted, you know, IDP relevant players in the league? Some some from this list, TJ Edwards, Aziz Alshier, Frankie Louvu, Alex Singleton, Shaq Barrett, Carl Granderson, Nicholas Morrow, Charvarius Tra- Ward, Robert Quinn, Danico Autry. Not a lot of guys that you're really too excited about. Guys that have, you know, flashed and had some good years, but I wouldn't really call anybody on that list a star. So I think you got to keep that in mind. If you can get uh if you can get a second round pick. You know, I think you I think you should do that. The hype oh, yeah. on Sanborn is real, man. I mean, the, like people love them some Sanborn. There's a reason people are asking about Jack Sanborn. Yeah. And it happens every year it seems like with this hot waiver wire linebacker that anytime somebody came in and somebody paid nothing for that player and then they won them a bunch of games, people people don't forget. Emotionally attached to this player in a way that they don't other guys. And you can prey on that. You can yeah. you can take advantage of that kind of emotional emotional bias they have toward these guys and like we laid out i mean he's got great opportunity next year he should have great opportunity so um yeah i i think if you want to acquire him you're gonna have to spend up i don't think you can get this guy for less than a second right now wow if you can get him for a third i think you might do that if you need if you need need a touch it's wild man i saw some wild (laughs) trades on twitter Involving hey, Jackson. At one point, I would have sold my home for Chris Borland, who was a similar <laughs> style of player. Y'all, y'all may y'all may be too young to remember the Chris Borland days. I remember a very he had, similar story. Yeah, just a tackle machine for a stretch there. I don't want. I don't like the idea of Tyler being homeless on account of Chris Borland. I, I would I have done it in an instant and then be living in a cardboard box <laughs> in peace. He'd have been fine because he keeps his house a million degrees, anyways. Hey, it's cold down here, man. <laughs> My power went out for like 20 minutes, and it dropped down to 72. I thought I was going to die. Oh <laughs> dropped gosh. down to 72. Oh, my gosh. That'd That's be a what fun. I'm saying. Listen let's to talk, this guy. Let's talk thermostats. Let's talk some real dad talk for a second. Um, yeah, I I think if you can cash out on Sanborn for a second-round pick, Bobo, you'd be foolish not to. All day. Yeah. All day. I have no emotions about Sanborn. I thought third round pick. the dude for a fifth. I'm I don't not, think I'm so. Not, I'm not. I'm not no in one's, it anymore. No one's gonna <laughs> sell you. No one's gonna sell you Sanborn for a fifth. No, because they probably were in the playoffs. Maybe because of Sanborn. Sanborn He's got a nice little there. boost there. Sanborn's too. ADP is right next to like Troy Anderson right now. Like what? I'd much rather have Anderson. Uh easily. I think. Yeah, anyway. I agree with that. Easily. Give me the in today's NFL. Give me the athlete over the guy that's running a four eight. You know, four eight forty is only going to keep you on the field so long. He's got heart, though, Tyler. You can't teach got, that. Does right. he have that dog in him? Is, that, is <laughs> that what we got going on with Sam? Dog. Yeah. The X rays confirmed it. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you, doctors. If you have a dog in your heart, you probably should get that taken care of. <laughs> yeah. I don't. How did it, how did it get there? Yeah. What's going on? What are you eating? Uh, what's going on here? Let's wrap up with another rookie linebacker. This one had an interesting finish to the season. We'll talk about it. Brian Asamoah, Vikings linebacker, Addie's LB51 right now, graded very well by PFF, 78.8 overall, 74.2 in run defense, and 78.1 in coverage. 
119 snaps, 16 games played, zero games started. He was a third-round pick last year. Drew, I'll tee you up first on this one. Vikings linebacker Brian Osimo, a buy-sell hold. Buy until free agency, and at that point, he's going to be too expensive once Kendricks and Hicks both get cut because there's no way they're going to be their their cap situation is already one of the worst in the NFL. And isn't it this year that they have to re-sign Jefferson? Um, he's on the last year of his five-year contract, or is I mean, that he, he's got one more year on that? I think he's going to be wanting a new deal this offseason. They got a lot of decisions. Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot of old guys on that roster that are making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, Asamoah, I don't know that I necessarily am overly hyped about him. He looked very nice in his very limited showing, but he's, I feel similar, similarly to him as I do Dean. They're, they're good linebackers that's going into good situations that we hope don't get replaced. And they're both just teams that have cap situations that don't enable them to replace them with free agents. Yeah. Tyler, I saw you nodding your head when Drew was talking about um, Kendricks and Jordan Hicks getting uh, kicked to the curb here this offseason. Sounds like you might be in agreement. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement. I think this dude is really good, like really good. I'm, I'm in Big 12 country, so I've seen him play quite a bit. I was stoked about this guy before he got into the league. Uh, the corpse of Jordan Hicks played okay this year. I've always been a Jordan Hicks guy, but He's been made a peanut brittle since he was 19 years old. It's amazing. He's made it through this number of years. Uh, Kendricks is stuck in mud. Asamoah can boogie. I mean, this dude can fly. And I don't see any way that they're going to be able to manipulate the cap in any way that he's not going to get significant snaps next year. So I'm all about him. I think it's an easy buy. I think we we could potentially be, I mean, we could potentially be looking at a top 10 IDP linebacker next year. I think it's within the realm of possibilities. Kendrick's did it for years. Yeah, yeah, and you can get him for way less than that. So, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, Bobo, the Vikings, $23.4 million over the 2023 cap number right now. Mm -hmm. So, Possibility Brian Osamoa is walking into an empty linebacker room come uh, start of the season. And we're a couple hours fresh off of the new article at theidpshow.com by Jake Colhagen where he talks about sales for the uh, dynasty offseason and he talks about Jordan Hicks says here, um, Hicks started to lose snaps to third-round pick Brian Osamoa during the last few weeks of the season. Hick snaps went from 80 to 90% in weeks 1 through 13 to less than 60% in weeks 14 through 17. So here we are already pre, you know, maybe shakedown of what the cap might look like for the Vikings in the offseason. So even before the end of the season, Asamoah's snaps were already trending in an upward trajectory. And people don't really know his name quite yet. Um, Adam, you can attest to his play a little bit more than I can, but exactly like you guys are talking about with, with Nakobe Dean, um, you know, it sounds like not only opportunity, but also athleticism as well. Um, this is a screaming by right now for, for Asimo. Cause what did you get Asimo with a fifth round fifth pick round last pick. year? Yep. I mean, probably in that same realm of mm-hmm. acquiring him still, I would say a fourth or fifth, maybe. I don't think people are in on how primo this situation could be Addy. Exactly. The Vikings yeah. can save roughly about like 
15, 16 million if they move on from Kendricks and Hicks. Yeah. And yeah. this is a team that's going to have to clear some cap. You've got a rookie who was playing 35.6% of the snaps the last few weeks in relief of Jordan Hicks. It was actually Boo Bam. I got to oh, okay, give okay. the right credit there to who Sorry. wrote that article. Sorry, but Jake and Boo Bam. I wasn't aware that Asamo was getting some run until you pointed it out, but the Vikings were very clearly a team winning, doing well. We talked about the Eagles not fixing what wasn't broken, but the Vikings were saying, let's get Asamoah a little bit of run here at the end of the season. And he was making some plays, too. We, I think it was that Week 16 game against the Giants. Uh, he got beat a little bit by the receiver, but he recovered well and forced a fumble and recovered it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, 119 snaps, but was able to make a really big play in that time. So I think that's the type of play you're looking at because, like Tyler mentioned, like he does fly around. like He looks like a safety out there. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Huge opportunity in year two. Um, this was a guy they drafted in the third round, you know, and they haven't really used a lot of draft capital lately for linebackers. So I think that's significant for Minnesota. Yeah, and I think even new defensive coordinator coming in, I'm not worried because I think even if you got a DC that runs a one linebacker set, I think Asamoah will get the first crack at that job. This is not a team that's going to spend free agent money on linebackers. So I'm not worried about a big highly paid guy coming in could they get someone in the rookie draft sure but i think they're not going to spend a high pick on a higher pick on a linebacker than they did on asamoa i don't think they've got way more needs than linebacker exactly coverage grade is 78 that's pretty nice keep him on the field yeah, three downs. minnesota's in cap hell yeah i was they're just looking bad, at that bad shape plus 33 is a baller linebacker number they're sitting right that now. That's nice. Cool. That's he a great very cool. Yes. They're sitting at $245 million for 2023's cap. Some of the big hits, Kirk is $36 million. Thielen is 19. Uh, Harrison Smith is 19. Zedarius Smith is 16. The two big um, the two big linebackers, well, three. Daniil Hunter's 13. Eric Kendricks is $11 million. And then Jordan Hicks is about six point five. And, and all, you all are right as well. too, don't they? Yep. Yep. That's and, true. And, and then, and you can't let him go. They gotta pay him. Justin yeah. Jefferson's making four point one million next year. He's so that's, making, that's coming. Thirty plus, probably on a new deal. I would say. So you got QB money. Exactly. So you got to make room for that somehow. I think Asamo is a beneficiary, and I think we're all on the buy train, um, even with some changes coming down the pipe. Y'all trying to send out a fourth for Asamoa? You absolutely should be. Yep. Yeah, I'd pay that. I'd, I'd give Nicobe Dean for him straight up without even thinking twice, Ooh. without even batting an eye. Mm. Wow, that's what a about a third? Right Would you be in for a third if someone wanted that? Ah, oh, that seems a rich. late third. I could pay that. Yeah, I mean, I could pay that. I yeah, just look if at it like was Dean and Asamoah, very similar players, right? Yeah. Addy, do you want... you know, thing, things are similar there. The situations are somewhat similar. I think Asamoah is a better player. I thought he was a better player coming in. I think he's a better player now. He worked his way into, onto the field this year. Uh, Kaiser White and uh, TJ Edwards versus Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks. I mean, six one way, half a dozen the other. But if you can get on the field over Jordan Hicks, I think that means a little bit more than getting on the field over Kaiser White. Uh, you want so to me, they're similar, but I like Asamoa quite a bit better. You want Asamoa over here making points? You'd love to see it, Babo. You want Asamoa or Sanborn? Asamoa, Asamoa. Oh, give me, give me the athlete. Yeah, you know, in any more in today's NFL, give me the athlete. Because I do think run. Asamoa costs way less to acquire too. Yeah. I think, and right? I think, I, I think the Bears will add someone. 
I think they are dumb enough to do it. Yeah. I don't think the Vikings will. So I don't think I don't anticipate um there being as much competition for Asamoah as there will be for Sanborn. Mm. I like not learned to to trust when Tyler likes a linebacker. There you go. If he can boogie, if if he gets the boogie stamp of approval from Tyler, <laughs> that's all run. I need. If you can that's run. Right. That's right. That's all you got to be able to do is run. That's right. Well, let's talk about some guys that can run as well. Some DBs, a trio of defensive backs to wrap us up here. Gentlemen, we're going to kick things off with my beloved Indianapolis Colts. Well, as long as they don't hire Jeff Saturday as their head coach, in which which case you jump a ship. Bobo, I'm going to pull a Chris Wessling and and pull the ripcord and get out of there as quickly as I can, uh, because I think that team will be headed the direction of the Washington football team if Jim Ursay hires Jeff Saturday. But as long as they uh, do the smart thing and hire one of these like eight finalists that they've. Have you seen the stories coming out about the Colts' second round of interviews? It's, uh, Guys in the building for ten to twelve hours. That's some like Get Jerry out of here with stuff, that. man. Like sleeping are, at the house. Is Raheem Morris like throwing a sleeping bag down on the floor and like? It's weird having a movie marathon. What the I hell are like, we doing here? I like some of the names that have been through the building. Some of the names are great. Some of the names I'm like, ah, I'm not as interested. Second interview with your boy. Shane Steichen. Yeah. I'm holding out hope that we go get the Eagles offensive coordinator, rookie quarterback. Let's ride. But let's talk about a defensive back that was supposed to be the guy, Tyler. And he certainly was not. I famously said Rodney McLeod is not going to keep Nick Cross off the field in 2022. And by God, he did. Uh, he had 11% of snaps, 122 16 games played, two games started. That would have been at the beginning of the season. They wanted this guy to be the dude, Tyler, and it just did not work out. So buy, sell, hold, Nick Cross, Indianapolis Colts safety. I think he's probably just a drop, right? I mean, and, and Rodney McLeod's no slouch. He's been doing it for a minute. And everywhere he goes, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, Rodney McLeod, that's like the least sexy name of all time. But Rodney McLeod, everywhere he's gone, he's played and played a lot and played well. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't India in three safety sets a lot this year? Yeah, they and did have. He wasn't, and he was just getting no real burn other than what week one and no, week two. It was Rodney Thomas, Rodney McLeod, and then Julian Blackman. And, and Blackman, which Blackman yeah. is like it, practically on a different planet from these other guys as, as far as the position he plays and the talent yes. level. Uh, but I just, I don't see it there for cross. Of course, like remember late last summer, it was hot, man. The drum beat was going, it was, it was all about Nick cross. And then it just, uh, just didn't happen. I just, I just don't see it. If it was going to happen, I think it would have happened. Honestly. Yeah. Drew, I had a chance to acquire Nick cross probably for, it probably could have been like a 2024 fifth round pick last year. Some guy scooped him off waivers, was trying to pedal him to me at the end of the season. And I didn't take it. And I don't have a different opinion at this point, but I'm curious, are you with Tyler as far as this guy's outlook has just been arrowed down and we don't really have op reason for optimism? I'd rather have the empty roster spot. Just he, It's the writings on the wall. We had two different coaching staffs get a look at this guy and he didn't get any snaps at all. Um, Interestingly enough, the last time I was on this show was right before the season started, and Nick Cross was one of the guys we were hyping up as a very interesting target, especially with the scheme he was going to be in. And 
hit immediately crashed and burned. I mean, the, the speed with which they replaced him was ridiculous. I, I cut bait as, as soon as I saw that. I'm like, that that says more than enough to me. Yeah. Addy, it's hard for me to say for a guy I planted a flag on for good reason. I mean, the, the Colts wanted him to be this guy, and he just wasn't that guy, pal. He wasn't that guy. Uh, it is hard for me to say I'd rather have an empty roster spot than Nick Cross, but that's the situation <laughs> I found myself, my, found myself in, and I took the empty roster spot. Boy, Nick Cross going to have his feelings hurt listening to this. Seriously, don't send this Jeez. to Nick Cross. I mean, if we're, we're talking about dropping this guy, I mean, the, I, I'm okay holding him for a roster spot. I mean, Rodney McLeod is, what, 32, 33? I mean, he is... He is not the the answer there. And I don't think term. I don't know if he was signed to a multi year deal or just a one year deal. Cross was a third round pick. I mean, they're gonna want to get an extended look at this guy at some point. That's a bad team. That's I mean, it's an ideal situation to do it on. Um, I think I would. Yeah, I understand. We're at like the low point of his value. Yeah, it's I think I good. would rather just drop him, and I think just see what happens. I'd rather get with some guys that maybe have a little more going for him right now. And you can probably pick him up off of waivers later in the season. I don't. Do you have to hold him right now? I mean, if you dropped him, would anyone pick him up? I don't know. I feel like somebody would. And mm-hmm. in, in, in those leagues where you're, ha- you know, we're talking like sixty man rosters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I could deep see deep leagues. Like you could throw him on a taxi, you know, in a taxi spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, no one's paying anything for this guy. So he is just a roster clogger. He'll probably survive on the waiver wire. Tyler, would you hold him in NPLB? In NPLB? Yeah, for sure. Anybody with any kind of draft capital, we're starting four DBs every week. Yeah. Yeah, I, in, I mean, I'm like drowning in cornerbacks. He just doesn't yeah, ever yeah, seem like to look better than those cornerbacks. 700 players. Like in my leagues that are twelve man with forty five man rosters, nah, there's chance. no way I'm keeping this cat around. Uh, in these super deep leagues, I mean, hell, at some point I go through the waivers and I'm like, who is on a roster right now? <laughs> who is not position? in the USFL? Right, and, right. You know, I, I'm still carrying like Andrew Luck on a couple of those super deep rosters, <laughs> just crossing my fingers. Just hoping. So you know, super deep, sure, let's keep him around. But man, I mean, it's just kind of. We've been through this with these guys, these rookies and, you know, young players over the years that you want to believe and you get take locks so hard and you just end up chewing up a roster spot, waiting and waiting and waiting. And Indy wasn't competing this year. They weren't going anywhere. So why was he not on the field other than the fact that he's just not good enough? That's what it comes back to to me. If if there was no reason for them not to play him, because uh, they weren't going to, I mean, they weren't going to the playoffs. They weren't going to win any games of any significance. And he still couldn't get the run in three safety sets where we've got, well, they played two linebackers almost exclusively all year with their best best linebacker hurt. And he still couldn't get in there. I'm going to buy so, it just because you got to sit here and do this, Josh. I know. This <laughs> is, uh, just take it. <laughs> I'm just wondering with a new coaching staff coming in, does he survive onto next year's roster? Third, third round pick. This is, a, this is a second year. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I came what into this. What do y'all this, know? What do y'all know? I came into this situation <laughs> with a grim outlook, and it has gotten even more grim because, like Tyler said, we've got the ESPN analyst coming in. 
You know, just kind of pushing all the buttons, mashing all the controls, saying, well, what if we did this? The weird part was the drum beat to nothing. It was like, what was all that for? That's why everyone hates this guy, because everyone got fooled. Yep. You know, for redraft, I think, really, I think people were plugging this guy in as, like, towards the end of their draft, expecting, like, oh, this is going to be it wasn't uh, just Indy's smoke, box though. safety. Yeah. This, yeah. this team no. wanted – he started the season. He was this starting box yeah. safety to start the year. It mm-hmm. wasn't like training camp hype that materialized in 18% of snaps in week one. This guy was the dude, and then the coaches said, oh, my God, we got to get this guy off the field. Yeah, and that is a really bad look. I mean, that's a team that was going nowhere, and they mm-hmm. they knew early on they weren't going nowhere, and they could they still didn't want to get him out there to you know just evaluate him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Bad looks for year one, Nick Cross, but only place T- to go is up, right? TBD. Yeah, X. If you got an well, XFL fantasy team, sure. The no, good I thing think, is you don't got to pay anything for him. Yeah, that's, I mean, I I wouldn't mind holding him depending on the depth of depending on your safety room. Like if you've got a ton of safeties and he's your safety five or six, I would be fine punting him off a bridge like Baxter and Anchorman. But <laughs> uh, you know, if if you got on one or two other safeties, I mean, sure, because you probably I don't know what you had to pay for this guy, but if you want to hold him, fine. Definitely don't go buy him. I don't think anybody's giving you anything to go purchase him, so you can't sell him. Uh, you're just kind of stuck. But another guy here that I don't think you'll be stuck with, Drew. Best is, part about Nick Cross was Adam's joke. That's the best part about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. a good tweet off about that's, it. That's, <laughs> that was the extent of uh, the Nick Cross love there for the IDP show. Uh, Dax Hill, Bengals safety. Addy safety 21, 14% of snaps, 15 games played, two games started. Graded okay, 71.5 in run defense, 66.6 tackle grade, 58.1 overall. Uh, He was, of course, a rookie taken in this past year's draft. Uh, He will have a fifth-year option, so not a UFA until 2027. So first-round draft capital, Drew, you got to like that. I think you also – yeah, I, I totally forgot until I saw that fifth-year option. I was like, oh, wait, he was a first-round pick. Drew, you also have to love that the Cincinnati Bengals have Jesse Bates and Von Bell as pending free agents. So I ask you, good sir, buy, sell, hold, Dax Hill. I'm buying, um, but I'm not making him the target piece of my deal um, because I think people kind of have this this tendency to when you target players on their roster that are worthless or kind of more unknowns, they start to look into them more and they're going to think they're going to overthink and, and they're going to realize the same thing you are, that there's a first round safety that's about to step into an empty safety room. Uh, but if you can get him as an add in, I think that's that's the way to do that. I think Dax Hill is, is a buy all day long the safeties in Cincinnati, regardless of whether it's the box or the free safety has traditionally performed quite well. Like Jesse Bates being bad this year was kind of out of the norm. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Dax Hill, but I don't want to pay up for him. Yeah. Tyler, you strike me as a guy who's maybe played some cards before, maybe been on a, a river boat in a smoky room and uh, I don't know how cards work. Um, uh, I do sports betting from time to time, but I know a saying from cards is don't tip your hand. Yeah, and what Drew is saying hand. is, yeah, what uh, yeah. what Drew is saying is if you go after this guy, you're probably going to tip your hand that this guy is someone worth having. So I'm curious, are you buying, selling, holding Dax Hill? And if you're going after this guy, how are you going about it? 
I like Drew's take on that. Like, let's get him in a part of a blockbuster, you know, where you're moving real pieces, you know, the Justin Jeffersons of the world. And let's try to shuffle them in there because at least one of Beller Bates is gone, right? Possibly, probably both. both. Yeah. And to me, Jesse Bates, I think Jesse Bates is the best safety in the NFL and has been for a couple of years. I mean, he's all world. Uh, And we got a first round draft pick, good pedigree, good player. He's going to get some burn next year. So, yeah, I think he's a buy, but not at rookie safety one price, which he what would he would have been rookie safety one last year. Yeah. Hamilton. Or, oh, I forgot he about that. Slept Hamilton's, on. Hamilton's Dax a was, bum. Yeah. Dax was really slept on, you know. Yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. It was oh, the kid at uh, Chicago. I forgot about him too. Brisker. Uh, Brisker. Petre. Dax Hill would have had some, you know, pretty decent draft pedigree in the rookie drafts he, last year. He, so, I think he went high in some places and then fell in others. I think some people he saw would have it. because they look at Bell and Bates and go, "Oh hell, yeah, he's exactly. not going to play." That's what he right. also went high for the paces that knew that Bates was on franchise tag. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I, mean, I think all the pieces are there for this to be a really nice IDP asset. Is going to be a tough buy, like a straight up like I want Dax Hill and only Dax Hill. That's going to be tough to pull off because. The guy that has him, I mean, nobody's completely deaf to what's going on. They know what they got. Uh, In a league where you're starting four safeties, I'm going to value him pretty highly. A league where I'm starting two, I don't value him at all, so I don't really care. But, you know, if I need to fill out that roster, yeah, I'd like to get him on my roster, but I would make him more of just kind of a, a, what's the old ball in a cup trick? Like, I'm really going after this guy, but if you'll throw in this dude, this dude is, you know, Dax Hill in this instance. Yeah. You know, the we analogies, can get this deal done. The analogies are flowing. They're beautiful, Addy. We love it. Uh, we got smoky room. Like, what's ball. that over there? Yeah, look at this thing. Don't pay attention to Dax Hill. Um, trading for... Tyler is a master of illusion. <laughs> it's right. I can see it. He was a magician in another life. Um, trading for safeties is tough, though, Addy. It's yeah. one of the few positions that I'm just like, I don't know that I want to give up much of anything. The value just it swings too, you know, dramatically year to year. So yeah, that's you're never you never want to be in the business of going out and trying to acquire safeties or pay up for safeties. Even someone like Jalen Petre, you know, who's the, the probably the hottest safety name on the market right now, um, he's going to cost a lot. You know, he is. I mean, I just don't, I don't, you're going to have to spend a second to acquire somebody like that. Um, I don't want to spend any draft capital. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to spend anything to well, acquire. Let, yeah. Back. Let's say that the misdirection doesn't work. They smack all the balls off the table. They're like, stop with this idiotic magic trick. Just tell me what the price is. I'm going to Dax Hill straight up. Yeah. I'm going to try and acquire for a fourth if I can. Yeah. I don't think you're getting them for a fourth though. Would you pay a third for him? For no, but not. I would probably pay a fourth, but not a third. Let me ask you this, because we always talk about picks. Baba, would you give any of the guys we've talked about on this list thus far for Dax Hill? Straight up. Nick Cross. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> if you if you do that trade, I think you're running two teams in the same league, and you're just swapping players back and forth. Probably not. Nicobe Dean, no. Brian Asamoah, no. JOK, no. Um, I think more than anything, what this says is that if you're reading this and you haven't traded Jesse Bates or Vaughn Bell yet, it's almost too late, at least in my opinion. Yeah. 
I, I don't. I'm not. Jesse Jesse Bates, you're running out of time. Von Bell may have a little staying power. I don't know what his contract looks like, but um, yeah, Adam's right. Unless you're the only reason you go after these DBs is in season. If you see that you're putting together something that, like we've talked about, you're a safety away, you need some help in a DB room, you need a cornerback, that's when to acquire some of these guys. And even then, you're going to overpay for them. Um, and the manager that you're probably acquiring them from knows that. But this is the perfect time of year to sell all DBs, honestly. Yeah. Because that's the position that changes the most from one season to the next. Because honestly, as funny as it sounds, we're all talking about how crappy and – We'd rather have a roster spot than Nick Cross. And then, I guarantee you, week eight, we're going to be sitting here talking about, wow, Nick Cross Nick is Cross awesome. has played great. Well, I mean, what's happened God, to Dax Hill? I wish I had Nick Cross. Dude, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful usage. That's right. We were wrong. We said he'd be on the USFL team. Yeah. Um, we wrong again. That's what. That's the best part of this. We get to be wrong again, guys. I can't we wait. were in too early, and that was wrong, and now we're It's out. like a player that you start – the, you start them on the bad weeks and you sit them on the good weeks. We're kind yeah. of out of tune right now with Nick Cross's outlook. Um, but Addy, to kind of put a bow here on our conversation of buy, sell, hold, I'm actually maybe a little more interested in this next guy because as tantalizing as Dax Hill is, he's an unproven commodity. He falls into that bucket of the Nicobe Deans and the Brian Osamoas that we just haven't seen a lot from this guy yet. Whereas the next guy on our list, Tyler, we get we got to see a little bit. And what we saw was some playmaking ability out of Kirby Joseph, safety for the Detroit Lions. Adam Safety 19, played 77% of snaps, 17 games played, 14 games started, 9.3 points per game in 2022. He is a rookie. He was a third-round pick, graded 64 overall buy sell hold kirby joseph tyler i think he's a pretty easy hold i, I wish i liked tracy walker less than i do that's the i mean right that's the the elephant in the room when it comes to kirby joseph because walker goes down joseph steps in and boom they're off to the races but tracy walker's under contract with big cap hits and walker's performed in that exact same role and performed quite well uh so I'm not quite sure what to do with Kirby Joseph. I think you just got to kind of hang on to him because it's pretty clear the kid has game. He's going to get some burn. He's going to get some run. Hell, he may start, start, you know, step right in and be day one started next year and it's wheels up. But I'm not willing to bet anything on that other than a roster spot right now. Yeah, true. I think that was my biggest red flag with Kirby Joseph. I've liked what I've seen. Tracy Walker is going to be on this team next season. So does that throw a monkey wrench into the kind of wheels up trajectory for Kirby Joseph in your eyes? You kind of have to think it does because Walker wasn't, didn't look bad at all before he went down. And this is a Lions team that's on the rise. Why not bring back one of your best playmakers on the defense? Um, but he's got, he's definitely got to be a hold at this point. I mean, you can't sell him for, I would imagine anything, um, but I'm not buying either. I'm not willing to go gamble, but I did I, the places I have them. I got them in quite a few places for free agency when he was filling in. Um, and that worked out nicely for me. And I'm just going to hold them on my roster and wait till something happens. Eventually, you know, they're going to walkers either going to be a cap casualty and they'll decide to move to Kirby Joseph, but maybe you got to play the long game there. 
Yeah, it seems like we're Tracy Walker fans. That's an original mm-hmm. darling of ours on this podcast. And um, I, I have concerns about what happens when Walker is back in the mix. This team paid Walker a lot of money. So does that do anything to dampen your Kirby Joseph outlook? They did pay Walker a lot of money, but they did that before he tore his Achilles. So what does the Walker recovery look like? Um, I don't know. It's very much going to be a question mark. I mean, is he going to be ready for the year? Is he going to be as explosive as he was? I mean, you know, Kirby Joseph, uh, IDP-wise, from week 7 to 18, he averaged 13 points per game. That was 11th best among defensive backs. Uh, The usage wasn't really ideal. We were looking for more of a, you know, box safety, but... Um, play 27% of his snaps on the line in the slot or in the box. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everything you want to see from, you know, from the rookie, I think that it was there. Um, yeah, a fine player, but yeah, you're not going to be going out and spending a bunch of stuff to acquire this guy, but yeah, a great hold. I think. Yeah. Bobo holding Kirby Joseph. Perfect sale. Perfect sale. Cause somebody's looking at the, the year and finish and just like Adam talked about, you know, watching Detroit games, he's the he's the deep safety. He doesn't play in the box that much. He doesn't play on the line. The sweet spot's just not there. And uh, I just don't – I don't think Kirby Joseph is that good. I think he kind of, you know, falls into some tackles. Um, I don't know. I'm just not super impressed with Kirby Joseph. All right. So we got a couple – a few holes and a sell. That's a good point, Bobo. I think if you could cash out on Kirby Joseph based on the production, maybe someone doesn't know the – Tracy Walker rattlesnake is lurking. Yeah, in the I mean, bushes. if you can get someone gives you a fourth, maybe there's a Kirby stand or something in your league. Mm-hmm. A Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. There you go. Anything yeah. you you know, anything you can get for some of these guys. But yes, I, do do it. We'll I, we'll have another guy that we fall in love with in this year's draft. I'm with you too, though. The Achilles for Tracy sucks. Yeah, it's not good. That's yeah. gonna be hard. There's a chance that Kirby Joseph is right back in this same role, yeah. and Tracy Walker just isn't right. And maybe they play both those guys alongside of each other. I mean, I know a lot of these, I'm not really sure what their defense tends to do, but a lot of these teams are playing two deep safeties, you know? So that's just the way it goes these days. We'll see what happens. Well, gentlemen, let's wrap up here with a lightning round. We put out the call to our uh, subscribers, our paid supporters over at the IDPshow.com. So we're just going to go around the horn here. We'll get you guys take first. Buy, sell, hold. If you want to give a brief, brief explanation, but let's make this one quick so we can get through all these names here and put a bow on this episode. From Michael McCowan. Hi, guys. Would love to hear thoughts on Zaven Collins and TJ Edwards. They anchored my shaky linebacker corp this corpse this season. Uh, so, Drew, let's start with you. Buy, sell, hold, Zaven Collins. I am selling Zayvon Collins. If anybody will actually buy him from me, Zayvon Collins was 19th in snaps for linebackers. He was 36th in solo tackles and 52nd in assists. Uh, if I can get any anything for him resembling starting linebacker value, I'm taking it. All right, Tyler, buy, sell, hold. Yep, sell pretty easy. Sell. All right, Bobo, buy, sell, hold. Zayvon Collins. I buy Zayvon. Buy Zaven. Addy, buy, sell, hold. Zaven Collins. Buying as well. I think that we have not seen the best of Zaven Collins. The big play upside is there. We just need more consistent tackle numbers. I am selling Zaven Collins as well. Uh, let's move to TJ Edwards. Tyler, buy, sell, hold. TJ Edwards. Sell fast. You just saw the best you're ever going to see of him. Yep. Cash out. Drew. Yeah, he was 15th in snaps and second in solos. So that's going to not match again. So sell. 
Sell. Babos. Buy, sell, hold. TJ Edwards. It's going to be hard to sell. Probably just holding. I think you could get something for TJ Edwards. I don't know. If you could get something. Sure. Yeah, getting those same guys checking the stat lines. We'll see what TJ Edwards did and be pretty excited. I Let's guess. assume you could get a reasonable return for sure. this Can you guy. get a fourth? Are you going to trade him for a fourth? I doubt it. Would you? So you would, I you like would people, ship him off for a fourth or would you hold oh, him? Oh, w- I'd hold him for a fourth. Okay. So let me keep him. Give me a third. Sure. Okay. So there we go. Addy, buy, sell, hold TJ Edwards. I'll sell him if I get a third. All right. What about a fourth? I'll probably think about it if I'm on the clock. I'll probably do it, honestly. I think I'm selling TJ Edwards for a fourth. All right. Next up here from our boy Vinny, we have a lot of players. So um, let's give some quick takes here, gentlemen, but some very fun names. Those were two linebackers. We've got a good mix of guys here. Rashawn Gary. This is an interesting one because of the injury. Tyler, buy, sell, hold Rashawn Gary. Assuming true position, buy, buy, buy. Elite, elite edge rusher. Love that, Agreed. Drew. You're buying Agreed. as well. It has to be true position, but yeah, buy, buy Gary all day. Yeah, let's assume true position on these guys. Uh, Babo, buy, sell, hold. Sold him last year. I'd sell him again. Sell him again. Addy, buy, sell, hold. I think you buy him next year at the start of the year because he's probably not going to. Yeah, you're not going to see him much this he year. probably won't play until maybe. Have, it could be like a Chase Young situation. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would buy, maybe not right now, but I do think Rashawn Gary is elite. The upside is tremendous for this guy. What we just hope he, he comes Achilles? back healthy. ACL. He was ACL, wasn't he? He was ACL. So next up here, gentlemen, Divine Diablo, the fighting chicken linebacker for the Raiders. Drew, out, buy, Mackie. sell, hold. Yeah, Diablo. I'm buying. What can he cost? I, the upside's there. Might as well gamble on it. Yeah. Tyler, buy, sell, hold. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a buy. If you have him on your roster, you hold. Uh, you're not going to sell him for anything. And uh, he's shown he can play when he gets the run. And that linebacker room is barren. Yeah, it is truly cheeks out there in the linebacking room for the Las Vegas Raiders. Addy, buy, sell, hold. Divine Diablo. I'll probably I'll probably buy him if he's if it's I mean, always going to pin on cost. But if I can get him for a fourth round pick, I'll probably buy him. Buy, sell, hold, Bobo. I'll sell him. I'll hold him. I've got him on the roster. He's not going anywhere. I'll just hold him because he was good. He was really good when we got to see him last year, and he just got hurt. I think he'll have the opportunity again. I am holding Divine Diablo, Xavier McKinney, New York Giants, safety Tyler, buy, sell, hold. I guess hold. I don't, I don't know. I've got him on a lot of rosters. I'm not looking to do anything with him. Let's just see what happens. Uh, it's right. just a pretty clear hold for me. Drew, buy, sell, hold, Xavier McKinney. You got to hold the talents better than the situation. Julian loves playing that ideal role, right? Well, it, assuming the DC stays, um, you kind of have to wait for McKinney to leave and go somewhere better. Pretty sure love is a free agent. So, I mean, that is could, love a free agent. I think oh. he is. So that Snap. could be good. That could be great. For that him. could be good for McKinney. Yeah. So yeah. He can slide right back into that role. Maybe buy. I feel like we've kind of hit rock bottom with his value. We know about the ATV accident. Uh, at the end of the year, that never leaves a good taste in people's mouth. Yeah, I didn't even... <laughs> yeah, he almost lost fingers. Was yep. that right? It was pretty serious. Yeah, uh, JPP some... did all right. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. we know people That's can right. succeed with fewer fingers. Bobo, he's riding ATVs though. I mean, he sounds like my kind of guy. That's true. Yeah, Probably we do could love go, that. Could go hunting fun. together. Mud on the tires. It That's feels right. like a lot of times on our DB takes, we're a year off. We're a year too early. So on yeah. my DB take for uh, Xavier go. McKinney, which was maybe a year off of that. You get a little excited about those guys. 23. Yeah, so buy, sell, hold, Xavier sure. McKinney. Buy him. 
buy him. Sure. Uh, I'm going to try to sell him. I'm going to try to cash yeah. out on the name. I think that there could be some managers who are a little depressed on McKinney, but I think he still has that name cachet that you could maybe get a third, maybe? Nah, I don't think so. McKinney or Del Pitt moving forward? Um, boy, McKinney. that's... That's yeah. a good question. We saw some good stuff from Delpit, though, and that, that, that safety really room. Yeah, I guess, I guess with the really changing tight. scheme in Cleveland, that could be a big. And that safety room's clearing out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Delpit is, it wasn't the problem there. It was the scheme that limited him. Yeah. I think I'm going Delpit. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Right okay. It's tough. So there we go. Split opinions on Xavier McKinney. Next up here, gentlemen, Devondre Campbell Drew. Buy, sell, hold the Green Bay Packers linebacker. Sell. He he's on borrowed time. He's I mean he's always on borrowed time. Sell him off a decently good season. Tyler, aren't we all? Aren't we all on borrowed time? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely am. I could never sell Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell is the poster child of how I play IDP. I drafted him as a rookie in what the fourth or fifth round. He kicked around in Atlanta, spent some time on the roster. Was always just good enough that you can't cut him. You played him some, and then he goes to Green Bay and blows up. He's near and dear to my heart. Hold. Just for purely biased. I remember Tyler famously said, and I love that, he's dying on my roster, Bobo. Devondre uh, Campbell will die on my roster. Dying on the roster. (laughs) Buy, sell, hold Devondre Campbell, Bobo. You know, the more I thought about it, I think I'm back in on uh, Crow Walker. On, cry, on, on Tantrum Walker, on the Packers powder. I know the, the tunnel was a little difficult scene for us to watch, but Quay's talented when he's on the field. Quay's a baller. Yeah. So, so I don't know, whatever. Sell with Devondre, hold. I don't care. Babo's really tired. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Addy, buy, sell, hold Devondre Campbell. Uh, if you're a contender, I think he's a solid buy. I mean, if you can get this guy for a fourth-round pick, I th- he's still going to have a large role next year. He's going to be there. I think the cap hit is... Uh, is pretty outrageous. Is yeah, he thirty? So he is going to be thirty. That's that's still okay. That's yeah, fine. I think that's a good. That's a good. Uh, this is one where it is situational dependent. Yeah. Because if I am a contender, I could see him being a buy. If I'm not, if I'm a few years away, then good sell. Yeah. I think they work best together. Him and Quay. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, we got one more gentleman, and we're ending with a DB, just like we did on our main discussion. Kenny Moore, Tyler, the Colts cornerback, who said he did not gel. With Gus Bradley, buy, sell, hold, Kenny Moore. Uh, sell, I guess. I will hold no corner through the offseason. None, ever. Drew, buy, sell, hold, Kenny Moore. I'm holding because, I mean, what are you going to get for him? I mean, what are corners worth on the market for even the best ones? Yeah. Tyler just told us basically nothing. Yeah. I mean, You're I sold right. Marcus Peters for a third. Remember this rookie year when he had like 12 interceptions? I got a third for him. I mean, if that's, you do that, that's great, profit. Yeah. The Kenny time Moore's is- not going to return that. No. The time to sell Kenny Moore was last year yeah, when he was coming right. off his what hundred tackle season. He had a million tackles, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm afraid that those days are probably behind us. But the value is as low as it's been. So just hold? I think so. All right. Bobo, hold. Sure. We'll hold Kenny. Just hold him tight. Love Kenny. Just smell him. Thank you, Kenny. Love him deeply. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, gentlemen, very much for coming on and uh, giving us that Dynasty Playbook chemistry that made that pod so much fun back in the day. Glad we got to facilitate a reunion a few years in the making. Tyler, thanks for coming back on and doing a little more buy, sell, hold with us. Thanks for having me. Good times, as always. Love you guys. Thank you, sir. We love you as well. Drew, thank you for coming back on. 
What are your Saints going to do now with a couple extra picks? Turn around and send them to the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, I, I, maybe they'll go out and trade for Carr. That would be a thing. You. But, would, I mean, you should, tell, you should ask Tyler how excited he is that Sean Payton is going to be going to coach his Broncos. We're oh. never going to have another draft pick. I'm, I'm pretty That's stoked true. about that. <laughs> They're the I, new you know, Rams. I didn't see, like, I always thought, like, hey, Russell Wilson, he could regress and, you know, maybe not be, you know, all pro or whatever, but I didn't see him becoming the worst quarterback that's ever played football at any <laughs> level ever. I didn't see that in the uh, realm of Is possibilities. It, didn't see but that sure enough, the, here we are. The outlook, yeah. It's like, God. I'm sure Sean Payton's conversation was like, how quickly can we move on from Russell Wilson? Oh, it's well, next season? Never. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe yeah. you can get out from under him in 2024, but uh, that's a bad a situation. That's what a bad a situation. There was a time that we were comparing Russell Wilson to maybe like a Drew Brees type, you yeah. know? You guys oh, yeah. remember those days? That was a real yeah, that like, was a real thing. And I was oh, having was none of it the whole time. Can he fix Russ? Can he fix yeah. Russ? I mean, it's going to yeah. be a, a really yeah, good yeah. offense. If anybody can, it's probably it Sean's one worse. of the few. It, it cannot get worse. That's true. Like, it it has to get better, right? Yeah. I mean, like, look, it, look how much he got out of Taysom Hill. If he can do that with that, then imagine what he can do with Russell Wilson. And Tyson's like 48 years old. Yeah. And, still in the NFL. and dumb as a bag of potatoes. Yeah, hey, He's hey, the hey, ultimate hey, gym. Hey, right? Very hey, surprised hey. he wasn't a part of that deal. Very surprised. <laughs> yeah, we want Tyson Hill back. Can you imagine? Like, wait a minute. What's going on here? All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Again, we sincerely appreciate the time, the takes, the wisdom. And uh, we'll look forward. We'll, let's just make this an annual tradition. Let's have you guys back on in 2024, assuming the grid hasn't collapsed there in Texas yet, Tyler. And uh, you're not broadcasting from a, a dark room on your cell phone. Uh, we'll do it again next year, fellas. We'll talk a little buy, sell, hold. This is always fun. Love getting you guys on the show to get your takes on these players. Thanks for listening, y'all. Appreciate you tuning in to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, consider subscribing over at theidpshow.com. We'll be back next week talking linebackers. We know y'all love some linebackers, so come back next week. We are finishing up the Reality Check series, looking at the top 24 linebackers from 2022 to examine the reality of their situation and figure out, was it real? Was it a figment of our imagination? What should we expect going forward? Thanks to Reality Sports Online for sponsoring that series. It's been a lot of fun. Addy, you've been in the ranks. We got some stuff cooking. Big things ahead for the IDP show. Always. Always, Josh. Always. Bobo, we're going to get you home and get you with some warm socks on and a hot glass of milk and get you in bed. Sounds great, Josh. All right. Y'all take care. We'll see you next week. No, no.